describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I'm James. And I'm Dan. Where are we from today, Dan? Today we are from the Green Goblin Inn, which is on Regal Street in the city-state of the Invincible Overlord. Oh, that's a great place. We, we, uh, we like that place. It seems like a nice crowd. Jackpot Clenthorn. Jackpot Clenthorn is, is the owner. I could go on about what's here. It's the usual city-state silliness. You know, the... Hidden in the closet as a bunch of gold protected by bloody head, raw bone skeleton. I mean, is that his name or is he a bloody head, raw bones skeleton? I think he's a skeleton with a bloody uh, head. The, the help's pretty dead around here. Is that right? Is, is that the same place? <laughs> this place is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you right. This is where we started when we played your campaign. Is this the place we started or was there another inn that we came out of? Oh no! There was a, no. I think there's skeletons. You're you're assuming that there's only one skeleton that is a server or a worker at an at a, at oh. a bar tavern. No, this is a different one. It wasn't unique to that that tavern that we started in. Oh, okay. But they're they're smart, don't you think? Shouldn't you be using undead? I think right. this would be an industry. You should be using undead as servers and help. It's free help. Right. So I think it's, it's a it'd be a, a problem for health code though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Well, skeletons, I assume skeletons are pretty clean. I mean, you can clean them up. Maybe zombies aren't so great. But the other disembodied voice for those who are listening to the podcast, let's introduce our guests. Uh, so we have, uh, fortunately, uh, the, the editor of Flipping and Turning, the R. Tim Cask, uh, the chant villain of Brandywine, Rob Ritchie. Hello, sir. How are you today? Mm-hmm. Top of the morning, gents. That's right. Uh, that's that's uh, we are. We haven't. I have not started drinking. I do have my Guinness ready, but, but I figured, I figured for our next guesses, uh, next guesses. Is that a word? I, maybe I should start drinking for our next guests uh, thing. Uh, we we, we want to delay that as long as possible. We have also Mr. Carlos Lysing from Calistil Entertainment. Uh, glad to have you on. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. That's right. So. Um, and and oh wait a minute the uh, the crowd goes wild there you go I was there. wondering yes that's right and that's right we're here live in a studio audience here at the Green Goblin thanks for coming out so so Grog Talk is being taped instead of a live studio audience or a dead in studio audience this is a that the Grog line? undead undead studio audience is that the, is that the Grog line already people trying to call in so 
Anyway, in, in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day and some things that are just not fair, I um, the next thing we're going to look at is, um, you know, we were talking about Mad Libs, uh, doing some kind of Mad Libs. And Rob had mentioned, you know, some kind of terrible autobiographical, uh, autobiographical story that we could do with Mad Libs. So I found something there. Um, in, in the spirit of your great classic Irish autobiography. So if you are Irish or have any genetic material in you that's Irish and you get offended by this, you may want to, st- you may want to hang up now and, and come back later. But if you take it for what it is, which is fun and frivolity, then uh, it should be okay. I'm, so just, I'm going to ask. No, no, I'd like to state I've not seen this. Correct. You have not seen this. This is not my idea. I have no idea what's about to happen. I'm sure I don't approve. Yep, probably. Okay. All right. I want that to be all right on the record. Right. So, As a matter of fact, I should go get it. Should I get my bottle opener now? No, I, we, need your, we need your things. You can drink after it. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, first, I need a Gerund. Does anyone know what a Gerund is? I had to look this yes. up. Yes. It's a, word that it, it's a word that ends in ING. Yes. <laughs> It's, it's uh, I didn't, I, because usually it's like verb, adverb, but it, I need a gerund. All right, fighting. Okay, is any other anyone else want a different gerund? Or are we sticking with that? Works for me. Okay, next one is vegetable. You all don't know what a vegetable is. P. P. Okay. James, you you tell the, who the person is, and then we'll oh, go around. Like I got that. you. Okay, well, that's good. So Dan gave P. How about now, Carlos? T- town's sole economic lifeline. Uh, um, fishing. Fishing. You're talking about trade, right? You yeah, trade? trade or yeah, something. How? That's right. Uh, Rob, dearest childhood possession. Uh, Shamrock. All right, that's good. Uh, Dan, body part of which there is only one. <laughs> is that a trick question? <laughs> I'm just telling you body part that, of which there's only one. Oh, boy. Okay, fine. Tongue. Tongue. See, very good. See, you're getting into... You know, this is St. Patrick's Day. It is a bitter Irish kind of thing. First, Carlos is unhappy. Now, Dan's bitter. That's... It's all good. All right. Uh, uh, let's see. Next would be Carlos. A complete surname. Um, McGillicuddy. Okay. Uh, Rob, a chemical element for water. So obviously hydrogen or oxygen, yeah, something oh, like that. A chemical <laughs> element for water. Yeah. So oh, well then, let's see. I'll roll a die here. Oxygen. Oxygen. God, I didn't get that one. Uh, Dan, here you go. This here, this may be complicated. Choose a gender. <laughs> Female. Female. Are you sure? Final answer. No. I am sure. Okay. Uh, Carlos, proper noun? Chicago. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, 
Rob, verb? Verb, um, drink. Okay. Uh, Dan, entrance other than a door. Gate. Okay. Is that too dory? No, that's that's fine. There's no there's no wrong right or wrong answers here. Uh, Carlos, woman's name other than mom. A woman's name other than mom. Yes. Sinead. Ooh. Nothing compares to you. Uh, Rob, an inanimate object. Uh, Stonehenge. Uh, let's see. Dan, a, an, an extremity that can be gimped. <laughs> Finger. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> gimped? Yeah, that can be gimped. Well, the way they did this is a little... Okay. Um, Carlos, a double-digit number. Thirteen. Uh, Rob, a the worst possible job for a woman. Jock strap sniffer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Failure of imagination. That's good. I like it. Uh, let's see. Dan? Um, some part of the body. Why do I always get the body parts? <laughs> <laughs> An extremity you haven't used yet. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was it? Just any body part? Uh, lip. Actually, let, let's do a place instead of that. Just do a Yo, place. you don't like my body parts. Okay. No, I, for better I, cha luck I changed else. it. I changed it. <laughs> That's no <Place>. pleasing, Dan. <laughs> a place? Yeah. Yeah. Under the rainbow. <clears throat> okay. And, and then, Carlos, last, a medical condition. Um, let me think. Um. I choose, um, he's thinking of an Irish related disease. Yeah. I was trying to think of an Irish related disease, but I now in the interest of not being, uh, in the interest of, of, of not offending anyone, I'm going to pick something else. You said a physical condition. Uh, yeah. Medical. Uh, well, it's, it's a medical term or physical, you know, like an illness, medical condition, malady, something like that. Dichromatism. Dichromatism. You'll have to explain what that is since I have no idea what that is. Two different eye colors. Oh, okay. There you yeah, go. That's cool. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> so, oh, um, for those, so I don't have any Irish music to play behind this, but here is what we've created. I Can't Find My Legs, a tale of growing up poor, Catholic, and eventually blind in Ireland by, <laughs> insert your name. It was day three of the blessed feast of the prolonged consumption, and Father O'Hurley had just finished fighting me in the abbey. 
I, I put on my clothes, my dear. My dear defeated mother had fashioned me from discard peas and quickly ran past the abandoned fishery, only to learn that my shamrock had been sold to help pay for the removal of my wee brother's tongue. <laughs> These were tough times for the McGillicully clan. A blight had destroyed all the oxygen, and we had just burned the last of the females in the house to stay warm. Still, we had faith in our Chicago that he would be merciful and soon drink the lot of us in our sleep. (laughs) Soon after that, I arrived home. My father stumbled in through the gate, reeking of whiskey and and Sinead. Damn the cursed English, he yelled at, at our pet Stonehenge before his finger gave out and crashed face first into the cutlery drawer. With my father dead, it was up to my mother to raise me and my 13 siblings, which she did by getting a job as an underground jockstrap sniffer. <laughs> Unfortunately, a few hours later, while walking back from the, from, the, from the sniffer cannery, she was struck from behind both sides and above from, from uh-huh. under the rainbow. She eventually died from dichromatism. <laughs> 20 years later, I moved to America. So there is our... Uh, ad, uh, Irish uh, autobiography story. Well done. My God. Well, my gosh, it's like a it's like a script. You could write a you could write a, a film script for that. That should be the next adventure, Carlos. That's what you should be the module, the adventure. Regard right. con. Now, right. was that okay, Dan? <laughs> See, it wasn't that offen- It wasn't that offensive. So, could have been worse. That funny. Could have been worse. What was that? Could have been worse. Could have been much yeah, worse. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to uh, stop check out because I know you have a some a very important thing coming up. Oh, Rob, a real quick question. Did my check clear? Oh, wait, never mind. I'll talk about that later. Do you? Um, yeah. yeah I, I, I asked for it in Bitcoin, and yet you – I'll you, get it you to insist, you. You, ins- you insisted on I, using PayPal. I, I does I'll, not work. I'll get it for it. I'll get it to you. Thank you. It's well, written on the back of page 203 of the Dungeon Master's Guide. Wow. You should probably look Wait at it. Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Since, since, since this is Carlos, since this is Carlos, I got to get it out right here. I'm getting, this Don't is what I'm getting. Uh, listen, I'm the winner, so I'm going to, I'll be back while these, they yeah, discuss. Go I'm going to go get the, uh, spirit. I'm going to go says, get the, uh, specifically in the thing, it says, uh, it says, uh, its most fearsome mode of attack, however, is its wail or keening. I'm looking right over here. It says death groan. <laughs> which, it's which, all right. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, clearly you're beyond it. <laughs> no, I'm He's over it. Now. I'm over it. <laughs> no. uh, well, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, next time we'll get all the technical difficulties worked out. Yeah, we can come up with a. You know, what we need to do. Um, everyone should come up with a different squeaker. We should get like different squeak toys. Yeah, but then we still we, we still have the difficulty of them traveling through the internet at different speeds. Well, it doesn't matter. It's when you hear it. So it's so sad. Too bad. You know. It's it's it, it ultimately comes down to it's it's about you, Rob. You are the host. All right. Well, I'll uh, uh, we'll work these out. Uh, if if I'm ever invited back again to do this uh, ridiculous uh, segment, we'll uh, we'll work out those issues next time. Next next, it's it's the permanent session. We're going to keep making this. We're going to grind this thing to the ground. Do you get it? <laughs> That's what we do. Until we all flee in terror. 
That's right, flee and terror. Well, thank you, Rob, for that. And, you, and do you have any news on when the next uh, issue is coming out? Absolutely. Uh, flipping and turning is um, proceeding on schedule. We expect it at the end of the month. Okay, end of the month. Excellent. And patrons will get access to it first. And then, of course, uh, as the tradition, and we are very happy, again, thanks to all the contributors, then we make it available on DriveThruRPG for everyone to download. It is free of charge. If you want a printed copy, uh, you only have to pay the price that it costs us to print it and shipping, and you get with uh, Rob, editor at uh, grogcon.com. So again, we're not we're not looking to make any money. Uh, if we do get more and more people, then it's just we can pay artists. So we can just make it better and better. That's the goal. This is this Absolutely. is a uh, just an opportunity to share and and keep particularly old school gaming going. So thanks so much, Rob, for all the work that you do. All right, thank you guys, and enjoy the rest. I'll I'll get off and uh, watch the rest of the show. All right, thank you so much. Bye bye. Take care, sir. All right, I'm ready to do it. And I'd just like to point out, I've got my Aphida Orc. You know, yeah, right. I, I have it, but I'm, I'm losing the See, I cup. can't really see it. I know. It's very hard to get a mug where you can read what it says. It says Aphida Af Orc, which is the name of a tavern in Irillion, which is a, uh, a city that was in White Dwarf that our friend Daniel Collerton did. And it means uh, he, he actually had his own his own language pretty much written up. It means head of the orc. So it's the head of the orc tavern, and they have orc heads hanging there. If you get if you bring in an orc head, I think you get a free beer or something like that. If I recall. Ooh. Oh my God! Guinness is brown. <laughs> I'm going to drink something that's brown. That's not root beer. Okay. The head on that. And I was typing. I was trying to be sensitive to people if I'm typing on the internet. It's the same stuff we drank last time. I know. Daniel. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm ready to go. The fact that you're drinking it. I think last time you poured a big amount, you had one sip, and then I was like, hey, can I have some of that? Because I needed to finish as much as possible of that. And I think you good. did drink it, yeah. And I also have some cheese, Dubliner cheese wedges. Oh, you get, so. oh, I missed that. That was really good last time. I didn't buy any yeah. cheese. This is um, Dubliner cheese, packed. What do you think it's packed? I don't know what that means. Okay, Evan. Well, meaning it's packaged. Oh, where, okay. Where is it packaged? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know, Carlos. What do you think? Uh, Dublin, Evanston, Illinois. <laughs> All right, home of. What is home that? Home of Northwestern. Yep. Very well. Yep. Okay. Um, and I'll take uh, college locations for 100, Carlos. Okay. So, what is what else is Evanston's claim to fame? Hmm. That you guys um, are violating right now. You guys are co-packing Dubliner cheese? Nope. It's a dry, it is one of the few dry cities in northern Illinois. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Kids at Northwestern aren't allowed to drink alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I bet. Um, And (laughs) made it kills brain cells. They're smart. The, uh, The Chamberlain says, let your beer rest for a bit since it just came out. Oh, thank you. I need that advice. Yes. Okay. I've left mine sat for a while. So there you go. Mine's mine is cold, so uh, I'm not going to do it warm. Okay, all right, let's move on. Shall we? Yes. (laughs) 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 I I was waiting for what'd you say, uh, Big Ten college trivia, and I was waiting for Carlos to say 
this college in Ann Arbor, Michigan can't win a football game to save yeah. their lives. And yeah. that's what I was waiting for, something like that. But, <laughs> no. but they, Carlos, you would have enjoyed, I'm sure you may have seen that, after they lost to Illinois, some of the Twitter, uh, you know, from Michigan fans, somebody said, uh, breaking news, apparently Jim Harbaugh was coaching the game from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did yeah, see that. that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Yeah, that was a rough if game. there was a Red Barons, and otherwise you guys would have won by 50. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> so, so today on uh, Grog Talk, we are very fortunate to have Carlos come back on. You know, we have all these holidays, and what better way to celebrate the holidays of the various events that we have throughout the year than have uh, Carlos come on and murder our characters in a most uh, indescribable way. So Carlos has graciously offered his time to come and spin a tale that uh, Dan and I will travail through. And so, um, Carlos, uh, we... So the way this works is Carlos, uh, uh, Dan creates the characters, sends them to uh, Carlos, and then with the holiday and the characters, he crafts a, a tale for us to do. Because so, people yeah. like us to explain, uh, and the goal is for us to die in a way that we really don't know why we died, which was, that's the thought of this segment, right, Dan? Okay. Well, yes, it is. Should we talk about our characters a little bit first before oh, yeah. Carlos? Oh. Are you I had no idea one? that the goal was that you guys weren't supposed to know how you died. That's, That's interesting. Right. Okay. Oh, is that true? I didn't know. Well, I, I, didn't didn't either. Either. I didn't realize that. I didn't well, either. Well, because the original one, if, if so Carlos infamously had a uh, thing where I casted a fireball. Yes, I did. And uh, into this room where brown mold, there was a whore fox, right? Or if I remember correctly. Yep. And... Um, a brown mold, and so my wizard would have been killed instantly and had no idea how I died because uh, it, it just, what do you mean I died? I cast fireball and now I'm dead? How did that happen? And it also started with the scrolls, the way we've read them, that cursed scrolls. You did not have to understand the reading of it, just sure the attempt at reading it. And of course, if those who've read the Dungeon Master's Guide, the curses are, some of them are horrific. You know, you get teleported. Oh. You get oh. turned into water and drained away, if I remember correctly. What's some of the other ones, Carlos? I, I, I'm trying There's to some really brutal ones in there that are just, uh, it, it reads like an episode of The Spectre. Yes. So it's the idea of we don't know how we're dying. So I apologize, Carlos. That's, that's the no, incomprehensible. That's okay. I can actually do that to you on this one. Yeah, it's incomprehensible how we're dying. So that's the idea. So um, I haven't chosen which character, Dan. You can pick... Uh, Whichever one you'd like. I can either be dangly or I could be tipsy. Oh, uh, let's just roll for it. All right. Uh, I don't have green dice, so you'll have to roll. Okay, so uh, one, two, or three, I'll be uh, tipsy. Four, five, or six, I'll be dangly. Okay. I rolled a three, so I'm tipsy. All right. So shall I tell us, talk a little bit about, so the uh, listeners out there know a little bit about uh, who we are? Right. I think so you I am. I'm tipsy pinkles. I am a hair-feet halfling, male, 101 years old, 2'9", 52 pounds. I am a fourth-level thief. I am lawful neutral. I have a club named Woody. I have a four-leaf clover that acts as a stone of good luck. I have a donkey who is a disagreeable beast named Barley. I have 100 gold pieces that I embezzled. My, <laughs> my patron deity is Ferment. 
the lawful evil halfling deity of beer, who I know, because Carlos is familiar with all deities, so I'm, I know he knows Ferment very well. Mm -hmm. The backstory is Tipsy is part owner of the Bloodthirsty Sturge, a tavern. He is also part owner of Sturge's Red Ale, which is, of course, served warm. At any time, there's a 75% chance he will be intoxicated. One to two is slight, three to four moderate, five to six great. Over about 80 years, he's stolen enough things from patrons to rise to fourth level because his DM awards XP for pickpocketing. He's never left his village. That is Tipsy Pinkles. And I am playing Dangly <laughs> Proboscis. Yes, dang, Dangly Proboscis with the leprechaun, with the shamrock here. Uh, I am a, a hairfoot halfling male. Uh, I was I was slightly taller at one point. Um, not sure, again. We'll maybe we'll have to get into that. Uh, Dangly's you're 120. Old. You're 127, so I think you're getting kind of old, aren't you? Yeah, I am pretty old. I'm old for I'm old for. Uh, you're shrinking. Uh, that's right, Abe Lincoln. Oh, sorry, that's a, that's a different show. The uh, fourth level fighter, and Dangly is also part owner of the Blood, Bloodthirsty Sturge, and. Um, and also part order of Sturge's Red Air. We're very entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. And and I too could be I'm drunk most of the time. <laughs> and and I fought the fought off the attack of a Sturge at a halfling village. I was made head of the guard. And over the course of hundred years I've gained enough experience, been killing rats to be fourth level. I've never left the village. Like you. We're we're cloistered in this village. Why leave the Shire? And don't forget about your mule. That's a stubborn beast named. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, did, I forgot about uh, what's his. Where is the stupid mule? I mean, where's the James mule? I spent a lot of time on these. Okay, uh, I appreciate it if you. you know. It's kind of buried in there. It's under equipment. That's I know very, it is. And your your long and my dad, and my long, rusty. Well, that was the question I had. Can a half a tall fellow can a hairfoot can have a long sword? Because certain not. ones. Because I thought halflings <laughs> could not. Have we'll see. Long swords. We'll see. Yeah, that's up to Carlos. It's true. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm going to allow it. I'm uh, I'm going to say it's relative to size, so I'm not too worried about it. Okay. Besides that, I don't expect you guys to live too long. True. Um, so that's that's our characters, Carlos. Right. Okay. Well, let's begin our uh, our incomprehensible death section uh, segment of this episode. Um, the village that you guys spoke of, that you guys have lived in since the beginning of your lives, is a place called Millhaven. Millhaven's hidden away in the heartland of the Duchy of Ernst, bracketed between the western edge of the Celadon Forest and a lonely moor. It has a population of barely more than 100 souls that make their living from the fruits of the immense timberland uh, of the Celadon, uh, either through hunting or logging. Uh, but Millhaven's population is probably best known for having a very uh, in incredibly varied racial composition. You can find elven tree houses there next to human homes, uh, interspersed between halfling burrows. It's very multicultural. Um, and it's, it, it's tucked far enough away in the Duchy of Ernst that it's pretty much ignored by Duke Carl until tax time every year. Um, it's a very peaceful place where not too much happens. Um, recently, however, great tragedy has come to Millhaven. Uh, beginning with the conclusion of autumn, uh, young women in the village have started to disappear one by one. Uh, the instances of the village, the vanishings have a similar theme. Uh, they come in, they happen in some busy public location. Uh, and in the chaos inherent in such events, there's the people that are abducted are never seen again. 
Uh, at first, these disappearances, people thought they were just isolated incidents, perhaps related to wanderlust or, or some yearning for life in a nearby town that was a little busier. Uh, but as they began to escalate in numbers, the idea that someone or something has been kidnapping uh, these young women can't be ignored any longer. In total, 13 young women are now vis missing from the village of Millhaven. Um, this is where you two come in, because we're going to begin gameplay at the Bloodthirsty Sturge, uh, of which you two are the owners, and uh, you have become famous locally for your Red Sturge Ale, uh, a draft that is most powerful and inexpensive, thanks to the cheap ingredients and methods that render it. Um, <laughs> business is booming right now. The Bloodthirsty Sturge, uh, the, the locals of Millhaven are choosing to eschew other establishments in favor of frequenting the tavern after their daily toils concluded. Um, the place, mostly one of the reasons why it's become so popular is because you're both halflings. It takes the form of an underground borough. And while it's not overly large, the place's ceiling has been raised generously to accommodate human patrons. So it seems a little bit bigger than it really is. But sadly, the popularity of the Bloodthirsty Sturge has taken a little bit of a hit recently because last week during a Cave Nickel Speak show, he's a local well-liked bard, um, another young woman disappeared. Uh, horrifyingly, this was Aipa McConnick, the young daughter of Cersei McConnick, uh, who is a local hedge mage and healer. Aipa, the, the biggest problem with Aipa's disappearance is Aipa was only eight years old, and her vanishing has rocked and terrorized the small community even more profoundly than everyone was already traumatized. Her apparent abduction has set off several manhunts of both the moors to the west and the forest to the east. Uh, as well as a thorough questioning and investigation of every living soul within Millhaven. Most of these, uh, this, this investigation has already been conducted by the village's sheriff, who's a human man named Richard Slade. Slade is, uh, Sheriff Slade is a 6'3 hulk of a man with a full beard of red hair, a shaven pate, and an intimidating gaze. Uh, last night, he came by the tavern to inform the, both of you to expect him to stop in to finish up his investigation by questioning you tomorrow. When a man such as Slade speaks, it's wise to listen, so you've ensured that the tavern was closed during the day in preparation for his arrival, and so you could be questioned by yourselves. Uh, it's about noon when the tavern's door opens, and Sheriff Slade enters, ducking his head in to fit through the circular portal of the halfling borough. Um, and immediately, as soon as you wa he walks in, you realize he's not alone. With him is the mother of the disappeared, Cersei McConnick who's wearing an expression of only barely concealed fury. Uh, Sheriff Slade takes his hat off, uh, walks over to the bar, puts it down on the bar, and sits down, looks at the both of you. Cersei doesn't take a seat. She just kind of stands there with a, a, with a glare that could probably set flammables alight. Um, Sheriff, you guys both already know him. He's very well known around the, around the, the town and uh, around the village. And But yet, at the same time, he introduces himself. Morning, boys. Sheriff Slade. This is Cersei McConnor. You know why I'm here, right? We do. How drunk are you both? I rolled a 92, so I'm actually not intoxicated. Oh. You're sober. I'm sober. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I'm sober, apparently. I rolled so. a 95. Wow. We're both sober. Okay. Yes, we're both sober. Wait, you were both, the guy is so intimidating, you both decided you want to show up sober. Oh, wait, but I think we're supposed to roll every 30 seconds, aren't we? Yes. 
<laughs> well, we need. Well, uh, we are drinking. It's just a question of because that's we we don't drink water. We drink. So we, we just we're, started. Yeah, we just started. Says, uh, as as he mentioned, uh, he he tells you, I'm only going to ask you a few questions about the night that uh, Miss McConnick's daughter Ava disappeared. Uh, you know. Cersei, don't you? Now, Cersei's got a reputation in town as well. No one quite knows who Aepha's mother or her father is, uh, so that's kind of scandalous. Uh, Aepha is elvish, as is her mother, uh, Cersei. Um, she's kind of quiet and just intense, but she loves her daughter very much. And uh, so the fact that she's absolutely seething over this does not surprise you guys at all. You know Cersei and, and Aepha, yeah? Of course. Yeah so, yeah. so sorry about the disappearance of your daughter. Shocking. She just stares like a hole in you almost uh, when, when you say that. You're getting the very um, distinct impression that because she disappeared here, that she actually may think that you're responsible somehow for this or know something. Well, you obviously know that Aetha is missing. Uh, does it strike you as odd, either one of you two? You know her in passing. Does she seem like the kind of girl that would run away on her own? The no, sheriff. The, well, sh- well, Sheriff uh, Slade. Uh, well, I'm, I'm halfling. Well, Sheriff Slade. Uh, I cannot. <laughs> I, it, it's just so peculiar. Yeah, that's not suspicious at uh, all. Four, nice. Four, fourteen, fourteen women abducted. It's. It's just bad for it's bad for business, right? Tipsy, it's bad for business. It's bad for the town. This is not good for Millhaven. And now the precious little Aether, Aetha, it's terrible. Terrible. We, we will cooperate in any way we can. How can we help you out, Sheriff Slade? Well, just answering the questions should be good enough. Uh, well, Miss McConnick, as I mentioned, did she disappeared on Star Day last week sometime before midnight when your bard was playing. Uh, do you remember who was in the tavern that night? Anyone in specific? Uh, my understanding, as I said, there was a bard playing that evening. Do you remember who it was? Who did, Do you have the books? Uh, do you... Dangly, do you have, have the books? Do you remember who that was? Uh, it, was, it, was it Froggy Prose? Yeah, I, th- I thought so. You know, it's. Uh, I think that was that was Open Liar Day. That was, uh, you know, pretty much we let anyone show up. He so, has but a I think so. Pad in his hand and begins to take some notes. Hmm. Hmm. You call anything suspicious happening the evening they had disappeared? Anything that would strike you as odd that you think might help the investigation? There was that half-orc in the corner with the one arm. Do you remember him, Dangly? Uh, uh, I think so. I mean, it was busier than normal, uh, but uh, I couldn't. It was very smoky, and, uh, you know, we were running around, and, and uh, I don't know, when we built this place, we made the bar too tall. I could barely see people. You know, there's just tall people and less tall people. The last time I, I saw her, I think she was that. The last time I saw her, I think she was at the, uh, wasn't she at playing centipede in the corner? That's right, the, the human centipede. Yes, that's right, correct. Kind of laughs a bit. Let's see. Hmm. Nothing else, then, huh? I'm sorry, Sheriff. I wish we could be more hell. Yeah, Sheriff, we, this he is terrible. Up, he picks up his hat 
off the table and uh, says, well, if anything should happen, uh, come to either one of you. Uh, please let me know. Uh, you know where the sheriff's office is in town. Uh, so that I think that's all the questions I have for the two of you. So, 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 so Sheriff, has there been, uh, with those other disappearances, has there been any kind of clue or something that we should be looking out for? I mean, it's just these, these women are being stolen right in the daylight. Well, I don't think either you, one of you has to worry, per se, he says. You, I don't see you two out in town very much. All I, from what I understand, two of you are pretty industrious here with the, with the tavern, yeah? Ah, uh, well, you know, Tipsy and I, we... We've got beer to make and beer to drink. Isn't that right, Tipsy? He puts his hat on. dangling. woman, as soon as he puts his hat on and gets ready to say something like he's getting ready to make his way for the door, she stops and just glares at him. Why aren't you arresting them? Arresting them? Aren't you going to do something? Look at them. Look at them. You can see it on their faces. My daughter disappeared here. Do something. He's dangly, run. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. Relax, please. Don't do something you're going to end up with. Outrun. Leave these two alone. We've asked our questions. No, not at all. She turns around. She looks like she's going to come after you for a second. He kind of grabs her by the waist. Oh, jeez. You can see him kind of look almost apologetically over her shoulder at the two of you. And she looks at the both of you, and she just is glaring with these feral eyes at you, and she says in a voice that actually is like reduces the temperature in the room itself. She says the following, you who have taken my beloved daughter from me, hear my voice as my heart is dead. So too will you die as I failed the flower of my soul. I curse you to fail at your every endeavor. Die as she that disappeared. Die as I a failure of a mother. And she begins to just wail crying and Slade is, just rolls his eyes as, Come on, Cersei, come, come. Starts pulling her, kicking and screaming all the while out of the door. Do you, do you, Carlos, do you need us to make a saving throw? I do not, know. Can I make a dex check to see if I spilled my beer as she's screaming at me? <laughs> if you'd like to. But I, I think you guys are both uh, uh, your professional drunks, and I don't think you need to worry okay. about it. Because that was pretty dramatic. She seems nice. Um, this is... What, over what the, Go ahead. Over the course of the next week, the two of you realize that um, uh, nobody ever comes back to the to the, uh, the the sheriff doesn't come back to, to bother you. Neither does Cersei. But it's clear to you that something is definitely amiss at the bloodthirsty Sturge. In the tavern's kitchen, behind its bar, several serious accidents begin to occur, from a blighted barrel of red Sturge ale to dropping three flats of glassware on the stone floor to nearly burning the entire place to the ground after falling asleep while cooking. Worse. Business has dried up to a bare trickle. Word has circulated around Millhaven that the tavern and its owners were cursed by Cersei McConaugh as a revenge for their part in the kidnapping of her daughter, which, of course, you've had nothing to do with, uh, though the rumors say otherwise. Uh, these rumors, though, um, you know, they, they do nothing to attract people to the place. This is, this is terrible. We, we, should, we should, Jay, you, Dangly, you think we should file a lawsuit, maybe, for... Tortious As interference. you're talking about that, the door opens and Sheriff Slate comes back in with his hat. Kind of walks over to the bar, puts his hat down. Red Sturge, please. Sheriff? Sheriff? Nah, it's kind of drinks. How are you boys doing today? 
Now, we're, te- we're terrible. This matter. This things are things are going from bad to worse. When are you going to solve, Sheriff? When are you going to finally solve these mysterious disappearances so we can be cleared and our business can be back to normal? Well, as soon as the perpetrator turns himself in. How That's does that sound? What you wait he for? Takes his, and turn, oh, takes oh. his drink and starts to drink the red stir. I, I look at Dangley. He looks at the two of you and puts his bug down and says, listen, I'm here to try and help you. Says, I was here when Cersei said what she said. Now it's impossible for us to prove that she cursed you, but there's people around town that want this bar opened. They want it booming again. They're friends of yours. Oh, thank goodness. So they told me a little bit about what's going on here. But I have a suggestion for you. Cersei thinks that you're responsible for the disappearance. We can't prove that you're not. But I'd like the two of you to help me in the investigation somewhat. Well, anything, anything. We're, we're, we are many things, Sheriff. Drunkards, old, short, dumb, ugly, Shut but we're Shut not up. murderers. Shut up, Dangly. Yeah, Wait. what can we do? <laughs> For you, Sheriff. He looks at the two of you and smiles and says, I have one lead on where she might be. By following it, by visibly helping in the investigation, I can very publicly tell everybody that you've been helping. I can go back to Cersei and maybe I can convince her to relieve whatever kind of ill luck she's placed on the both of you. But, uh, Speak. And this is well. This is the next day, so we should roll if we're drunk yeah. again. Oh yeah, you should roll for your drunkenness. Oh yeah, I'm totally drunk this time. Okay. You gotta roll. You got. Then you gotta roll a die six, though. Yeah, I gotta roll a die six. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm forty. I am too. How loaded are you both? Oh, I'm greatly oh, drunk. I'm greatly drunk. Six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look. Well, clearly the the stress of the situation has is has really. We're, yeah. we're drinking our profits, James. I mean, dangling. We're drinking the. Can I, wait, can I ask you a question, Carlos? Outside of the game, just a little meta gaming question. Of course. Did we do it? No. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Back to the game. <laughs> um, wait. Did, did Dangly do it? No. Okay. No. Neither one of you did it. At least that's what you've been telling each other. <laughs> All right. We're so we're just totally drunk. Aether disappeared. I did a little bit of snooping around the village. It's my job. And I found, I'm no ranger, but I found tracks heading out in the direction of the end of the road. And when he says the end of the road, the both of you immediately know what it is. About five miles down, literally at the end of the road that bisects Millhaven to the south, um, that's where their graveyard is. There's many different Types. It's a very eclectic place. Uh, there's like elvish trees whose roots are fed by the ashes of those past. There's halfling barrow mounds and human graves there. Uh, I followed the trail out to the end of the road, but I wasn't able to find anything noteworthy there. Now, I've done a little bit of research on you boys. He flips his notepad up. Says, uh, Ipsy, uh, you are Radagast City, something about thievery, right? Flips over again. Something about getting caught. What about you there, Dangly? Uh, I see aiding and abetting, fleeing and eluding. 
Seems yeah. like you boys are practice burglars. I never knew that before. We paid. We we did our time, Sheriff. I'm not worried about you doing your time. Dan, we're, Dan, we're greatly intoxicated. Dan, Otherwise, we're greatly intoxicated. Dan, Dan, we did time you, did. Your intelligence is a three now. So that <laughs> so you mine's a one. So we should be. St- <laughs> We would be having this conversation right now if I thought you were guilty, boys. What I'm nah. pointing out is that you both are experienced burglars. So uh, I yeah. think you have the skills to help me out. Clearly. Check out. You boys have been drinking already? It's Dangly. What time Dangly. is it? I told it's you to pee point. outside. Pee outside, Dangly. I told you. What time is it? Don't pee in the burrow. How many times? Let me times look at my watch. Time you. to drink. Dangly, put your proboscis back. Head on down to the end of the road. See what you can find out down there. Come back to me if you find anything. If you don't find anything, that's fine. Just let me know. They'll never see us coming, Sheriff. I bet they won't. (laughs) They'll smell us coming, though, Dangly. He takes his hat, puts it back on, comfortably with you, boys. Turns around, starts walking out towards the door. You you know you got a problem when the Sheriff's counting on us. <laughs> he's, he's he's at the end of his all. He's 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 got nowhere else to go. Nothing else to do. That the trail has gone cold. What will the two of you guys do? What do you want to do, Dangly? I I reckon we need to go find, vindicate, vac- vacate ourselves. Okay, I'm gonna get. I'll get barley. You get hops. Okay. Uh. Okay. We can All do right. that. So we're going to get on. I'm going to get Tipsy. Tipsy? Tipsy. Yes, Dangly. I love you, Tipsy. <laughs> I told you to put your proboscis back. I love All you, right, Tipsy. Dangly? It's this all dangling if, and if Listen, listen. If something happens, I yes. want you to keep the bar open. You can go on without me. Oh, I love you, Dangly. I will. Come okay. here. All right. Give me All right. Uh, this yes. is- you smell funny, Dangly. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, help, me up, help me up on hops. I, I, uh. Okay. I'll get you. I get down and I push Dangly up onto hops, and then I kind of get onto barley, and we're ready to go. Here, as you guys get out <laughs> into the road, a couple, a family walks by. Uh, Mother pulls a kid away from where you guys are walking. It's those degenerate halflings again. We're saving the village. Dangly. We're saving the village. Dangly, we forgot to get dressed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wonder. Well, reckon that's why they're looking at us funny. <laughs> Never. We don't have time. <laughs> so right. the two of you guys will head out down to um to the end of the road. This uh this this graveyard. Yes. Yes. Okay, it's the first thing in the morning. (laughs) The two of you uh, walk into the graveyard. uh, As it's a very eerie place, you know, there's wind Uh chimes that are hung up in places. Uh, When the wind rolls through there, they just kind of make this this unearthly kind of noise. Uh, What was that? What was that, Dangly? Oh, okay, never mind. Just the wind. Your donkey and mule seem not perturbed by this at all. They stop at the gate up to the end of the road. Wait well, for you. Problem. All right, we tie up barley and hop so they don't wander off. Right. And uh, okay, so uh, so, so I, I fell off my horse unfortunately because 
I'm, I'm so drunk, I, but I think I what fell are, off. Jane, what does the DMG, what is, uh, Carlos, what does the DMG say about drunkenness effect on thieving skills? Actually, I don't know what it says about thieving skills. I know what it says about uh, on two hit scores. Right. So I think there should be no deduction at all unless it was affecting my dexterity, and that's it. So um, I would like to— well, your, uh, your dexterity is like minus six now. I'm going to say, Dan, by the way, too, that you're so used— It's like, you know those studies that they used to say when you're in college about when you study drunk, you should take the test drunk? Mm-hmm. Because that— I'm going to say you did so many jobs right. drunk that you're right. actually worse as a thief when you're sober. Right. When I'm sober, I'm all shaking. Right, exactly. Now, the very steady. For you. Right. This is awesome. All right. Yeah, so I'm in perfect thieving condition. So um, I would like to I, – I know, I know I'm not a ranger, but I'd like to just inspect the ground to see if I see anything unusual, any tracks that would be obvious to even a non-ranger. Do you know yeah, a- there's heavy footprints that come and go from here. Um, that's to be expected, though, in a graveyard. I mean, people come and they, they go. Uh, there's some that are relatively recent, but then again, remember, this was about a week ago that this disappearance happened, so it's hard to say. Okay. Okay. But you also notice a uh, half in front of you that's sprawled out on the floor because he's passed out now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's hanging right over a tombstone. I'd like to. I'd like to try to. I'd like. Well, I know I said he didn't have any clothes, so I'll let you interpret it as you wish. I would like to try to pick his pockets. Yeah. Well, considering his condition, give me a, a percentage die roll. Okay, and I'm not sure exactly what I'm picking, since he's not clothed. But I'll leave that up to you. I rolled a uh, seventy-two. I think you failed. You get a handful of ab- something absolutely unmentionable. <laughs> Dangly! What have you been doing oh, with this? Dangly, all right. Dangly. Uh, Dangly. Oh, I think you got that thing that was bothering It's stuck up in there. Thank you. Thank Dangly. you, Tipsy. Dangly, what are you doing with this oil of slipperiness or whatever? Yeah, what you're, is- you're, you're better than a prune soup cocktail to clean me out. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <apple> anima. <laughs> okay. That's the second um, breakfast. So. All right. I, I am going to, I'm taking this seriously. Uh, uh, Tipsy is going to, sorry, Dangly. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to look Your around. Dangly and Tipsy. How serious can you take it exactly? You can't blame us. That's our mama gave <laughs> us that true, name. That's true. That's true. Right. Continue. I am going to. Lushy. Lushy was her name. That's right. So go ahead. I know this is vague, but I'm going to look around for what I think is anything unusual. Okay. Um, I need you to roll me a six cider. Tipsy, you're just sitting, or dangly, I should say, you're just going to totally let him do his thing. Yeah, I'm hanging, like you said, using a a gravestone to hold me up at this point. (laughs) Okay, please roll me your, your, uh, your die roll. Yes, both of, I both rolled. of us or one? I'm sorry. Uh, Jay, uh, Carlos, does, does Dangly roll as well? No, no, just you. Dangly I, has no concept of what's going on. Yeah. A, a, tips, tipsy rolls a three. Tipsy? Um, nah, not really. It's hard to... I mean, you can see the, uh, you can see the barrow not too far from here where your, uh, your grandparents and your mother and father uh, were laid, interred. Oh. You can see... Uh, you can see that the tree where uh, the, the old widow uh, uh, Inathril was just buried about maybe a month ago, but 
I mean, nothing is really standing out to you too over much. Dangly, get up. I need your help. Okay, we're up. You're the smart one. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> Dangly, sure. do, you have, do you have any ideas, Dangly? Dangly uh, and, uh, and uh, Tipsy, both of you roll a 20 for me. Okay. I think an idea is going to happen 13, to us. 13. 2. Okay, um, Tipsy, you have been uh, incarcerated enough times to know that really? standing out here in broad daylight is probably not going to uh, reveal the presence of somebody who wants to be hidden. Someone that's going to do that is probably going to come and go at night. Mm. So um, doing this in the middle of the day may not be useful. Dangly, I have an idea. I think that doing this in the middle of the day might not be a good idea because the person that would be doing this may not come and go during the day. So maybe what we should do is we should come back here at night and uh, and watch and see who comes and goes. Well, the good news is I brought ale on on hops, and we can just sit here and see that's if a, someone comes. That's a great idea. And I have another idea, too, Dangly. We should dress you up as a small teenage girl and see if as use you as bait. Uh, uh... I'm all uh, alone here in the graveyard. But you're the small one. <laughs> you're the one with the pretty mouth, not me. <laughs> I do seem to be better than you in all respects. That's true, Dangly. But we wouldn't want to lose me. If one of us had to go, it should be you, because I need to carry on the business. Uh, so, Dangly, all right, never mind. That's a terrible idea. Dang, you're right, Dangly. Let's get – let's – is there a place, Carlos? Is there a place where we think that we could hide and have a good vantage point? Yeah, uh, over by the trees where the elves we, bury theirs. We should go over by the trees where the elves bury their. Uh, their wow, you know, I would stink to die as an elf because that's that was a long life. Finally died. Okay, let's. Uh, there's like three trees. <laughs> <laughs> one tree. <laughs> that one elf who died. So uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, we will go on over there. We will bring barley and hops, and we will wait and drink. Correct. Okay. So the two of you guys sit there, and uh, you uh, you drink for most of the day. Um, if you guys weren't drunk before, you guys are rip-roaring, slobbering fools by the time sundown comes. I assume we just pass out and we wake up and it's nighttime. Yeah, that's I would say that's probably, <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably that's true. T- uh, uh, you, mean, you mean it's Wednesday for us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something's crawling into your mouth. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Uh, people, people are coming to pay their respects. Yeah. The gravers too naked. I awfully degenerate happening. That kind of thing. Well, you're when you do wake up, you're woken up by the sound of the wind. It's cold outside. There's a gentle rain falling. Oh, a um, little bit of thunder in the air. Uh, kind of quiet. I need you both to roll. Uh, I actually, I need Dan to roll me a percentage dice, and I need James to roll me a six sider. I rolled one. I rolled an eight. Oh my gosh! You guys both got it. You with your hear noise ability, and you with your uh, and you're just investigative. Yeah. Cool. Okay, the so both of you guys can hear a noise. It seems to be coming from the halfling burrow, the the uh, barrow mound. It sounds to you like a young girl, 
having a conversation with somebody, um, kind of a quiet, just kind of whispering back and forth. Hmm. Um, dangly, I'm going to, I'm going to move silently and, and try to, try to hear. So, uh, Carlos, Dangly, you stay back here. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. My head is pounded. Did, did we drink all of the red sturge out? My head is just killing me. I gotta Dang. say, as as Medeus looks after fools, because I just rolled an 05 and a 24 for this. Okay, so um, you go over to the door. Fools. You're watching him. You're watching him from a distance. Oh, yeah. Uh, dangly. And, uh, Listens at the door, and you hear a voice. It sounds like it's Elvish, and it's talking to somebody, almost like it's engaged in a conversation, maybe with like a younger sister. Mm. Don't worry, they'll come soon. They'll come soon, and when they do, we can go warn mommy. I go back and I tell Dangly what I heard. Dangly, mm. this is what I heard. When they come soon. We can go and tell mommy. What do you make of that, Dangly? I make Dangly? We're, 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 we ran out of beer, and we're, it's cold, and I'm naked, and I'm afraid. That's okay, what, I, that's, that's I, what I think is happening. To Dang, I start talking to Hops. Hops, <laughs> what do you make of this? It just kind of stares back at you. <laughs> well, it's better than what I got. That's what I'm going to take. Let's go. Let's Well, let's... Why, why would there be elves in in our hallowed in our hallowed borough? It's strange, isn't it? Are you That's sure it's our... not sure it's not a halfling talking elvish? So, how many voices did I pick up? Just one. Just one. In elvish. Young. Um. Do did you recognize the voice of uh, Aid? Adler, 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 Aether, Adler. Sorry. Annie, 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 any recognition, Carlos? Uh, you don't know her well enough to know, be able to determine what her voice would sound like. Do I? It could very well be her, though. Okay. And so this was a door that was to the, can you describe this to me? This. Yeah, it's it's just like a circular door going into a hobbit burrow. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just sealed with quicklime all the way around the edges. And I know that this would be to like a is a barrel mount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is it anyone in particular? Do I know whose barrel mount it is, or is it just for multiple? It's for multiple. It's for the halflings of the community. Okay. And so, is, is it? Easy? Can you walk in? You said it was sealed. Yes, yeah. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can walk right on in. Yeah. Um. I'm t- dangly. I'm going to try to open that door a little bit and take a peek in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think we. We need to find out where the girl is, right? So, uh, what's my weapon? I got a sword. I got a dagger. I'll, I'll stand behind you with the dagger. You don't want to use Rusty, your longsword? No, I'll throw it at, I'll throw it at huh? the, the fool Thanks. who comes at you, you. You cover me. All right. So I'm going to, Carlos Tipsy is going to move silently back up there. And and I assume in my with my infravision... Because it's nighttime. I don't think we don't have a light source. We didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. Am I picking up anything unusual in the area? Yeah, you've saw you've seen a couple rabbits, but that's about it. Okay. Um, and this was interesting because we didn't. Were we awake enough before we heard this sound such that we would have seen someone coming? So, or or uh, do we? It's 
Probably not. No. Oh, okay. Uh, the two of you guys have been have been wrecked all day long. So. Got it. Okay. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna creep up, and I'm going to try to silently open the door. And Tipsy's gonna take a peeksy inside. I need the both of you to um to roll me a twenty cider. I rolled a twenty. I rolled a fourteen. James, right, roll me one more, please. Another twenty. Yeah. I rolled a five this time. Okay. And and just to remind you, I do have a luck stone, though I know that's only for very limited things. Yes, I know. Yeah. Um, the two of you open the door. Uh, Dan. Tipsy. You, or Tipsy, I should say. Thank you. <laughs> who's Dan? You open. Yeah. Who's Dan? You open the door, try to crack it open. Um, there is something kind of green luminous inside of there like fairy fire Mm. um and that is the last thing that you see james uh i should say dangly you're watching him and from inside of the barrow you hear a horrible wailing shriek of a noise that affects you somewhere deep within. It, it almost like seems to shake the soul loose from your body oh. and, and you two die. Or dead. Bo- You're both dead. Which All right. What happened? <laughs> yes. And I am going to, cause we are lawful neutral. So where are we heading? Hopefully, uh, that would be Nirvana. To, uh, that would be to Nirvana. Nirvana. Oh, that would be Nirvana. Which is where so, all right. that was the question you, Wait, you put Nirvana, not Concordia, like true. I did. So you were close. So let me explain to you what happened. Uh, the killer of the young girl is a is a local uh, is a local uh, hunter by the name of Bruin, uh, David Bruin, and uh, the girl that he killed. If one of the reasons why I was. I was irked by the Banshee uh, segment was because this episode was all about Banshees for me, and I've done a lot of research on them in the last uh, in the last week. Oh, are you bothered uh, by that, Jeopardy? I don't. The whole, the whole, the whole thing about uh, the whole thing about the Banshees is that their whole uh, concept is they're supposed to warn the living about the dead, about about fates that are going to happen to them. So what I did is I spliced the two pieces of Banshee history together, being an elvish female and. Uh, the warning of, of the fates of the, of the past. Um, the girl ended, she's supposed to shriek when she sees somebody that's going to die. And that was you guys. And she shrieked. Now, the reason why you both died, even though James rolled a 20, is the curse that happened at the beginning of this episode forces you to make two saving throws against anything that you have to save against. Oh, man, that was the wrong curse. We We were innocent. This is a travesty of justice. That's why the two of you ended up dying. Uh, The code of this is the uh, PCs who... uh, (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Strangely, if PCs are slain by the Banshee, uh, events come to a far happier conclusion. With the barrow door open, because the whole reason why Aifa could not leave the burrow was because it's been warded, because 
halflings don't want their kind rising again as undead. Um, Apa is able to leave the burial place and warn her mother that I think Broin comes for her next. When he does, he'll find Sheriff Slade and a group of five men waiting for him. After the beating he'll receive at their hands, the handman's noose will seem merciful. By dawn, he'll swing from the gallows, and Millhaven can begin the process of mourning their dead and healing afterwards. So the fact is that you guys' death ended up releasing her so that she could do her business and uh, and actually save the day. Yes, that's great. So we're going to Nirvana. That's not so bad. So we're going to Nirvana. If you guys would have slain the Banshee, or if you would have just returned to Millhaven to get slayed for reinforcements, it has a the scenario has a much less happy ending. So we did the right thing. Bye bye. And not can I roll for? I'd like to. I don't know if it's too late now. I'd like to roll for divine intervention of ferment. Of course you can. The law of evil halfling deity of of beer. I rolled a 60. James, you're not going to do a chance for ferment? (laughs) You're going deep, by the way, with ferment, just so you know. I'm a deep kind of guy. That's that's deep. You like that? Anything? I would have gone green green man myself, but... (laughs) The green man. That's right. You got to do that for Irish history, right? Yeah well, we, yeah, well, we did the Green Man. Actually, we talked about the Green Man, I think, last year, didn't we, James? Isn't that the uh, the Green Man? Okay, well, there you go. In Pelinor, yeah. James? James used to worship the Green Man in my Pelinor campaign. Oh, we can't hear you. Are you guys... Did you hear 34, James? I'm sorry. I, cause, okay, yeah, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't no. have been divine intervention. No, no, no divine intervention. But no, that's that was great because... Um, right, because if everyone who came and she wailed, everyone, everyone with like 30 feet or whatever has to make a save. Exactly, exactly. Everybody dies. So um, We took one yeah. for the team. The scenario was called Where Are You Going, Where Have You Been, which is the title of my favorite short story ever, which is written by Joyce Carol Oates, which is about the disappearances of young girls. I was going to name it after a famous Irish, she's Irish, Irish Catholic famously, but I was going to name it after an Irishman like James Joyce, but I decided to go with that instead. So our, well, James, you got it. We never knew. We never saw it coming. That's right. It's, it's incomprehensible. We couldn't figure yeah. out. You guys, wanted, you guys wanted something incomprehensible, so I decided to make it incomprehensible. Well, that seems Moose? that's the spirit of this. The uh, yes, and, and people have commented the uh, Green Man's English anyway. So it's we, we. Okay. Well, there you go. I didn't know that. That's good. Yeah. Mo- mo- most importantly, though, Carlos, um, how do barley and hops fare? Can you tell us a little bit about? You know, like at the end of the movie where it says what happens to people? Right. How did What happened to them? How did they fare? Yeah, absolutely. Well, barley and hops were tied there, but um, when um, when the Banshee came to uh, Cersei, um, Cersei realized she made a terrible mistake in blaming the two of you for uh, her daughter's death. And after being warned by her daughter about the fact that, the, that, that, uh, that Bruin was coming for her, uh, she loosed the two animals and put them to work at her landscape where they lived happy lives. Oh, very nice. Their day. Very nice. I thought there was a chance they might actually uh, operate the, uh, the Sturges. Uh, the, uh, no, 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 no. That, that's beyond them. However, um, after, after the, after everything was done, uh, they, the, the sheriff ended up uh, taking you guys' bodies back and they were going to inter you. But then they realized that, uh, the tipsy had clearly been embezzling all the money that was in his pockets. <laughs> so whereas, so whereas Dangley got a the the burial, an honorable burial of a of a hero, uh, you're in an unmarked grave. Oh, 
But I did go to Nirvana. Or should I roll for that? Yeah, let's roll for that. Yeah, because that seems like I've been embezzling a lot. Okay, hold yeah, you've on. I've been embezzling an awful lot. 27? Oh, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and you go to Nirvana. <laughs> I, mean, I go to the Abyss. No, you go to uh, what's uh, it's Archeron. It's lawful. It's <laughs> a little over. It's a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little left, little okay. right of center there. Yeah. Okay, no, but not, but not down. No, not down. Not the hell. Thank goodness. I'm gonna go into the dangly. I'm going to the abyss. Yeah. Will you visit? You go to you go to Archeron. <laughs> visit. Visit me in the abyss, dangly. You don't make the abyss. You'd, you'd be in the night. You're lawful evil. I would say at that point. So you'd be you'd, you'd, oh, be, an Ar- you'd be an Archeron. You'd be kind of south yeah, you'd of. Be an not for sure. Yeah, yeah that looks out heaven. You're like okay. on the you're like on the border. You're like, uh, oh, I took the wrong I exit. I can step out. Oh, yeah, it's like you mumble out a Slayer reference there. Did I just hear you say South Heaven? That's right. That's huh. right. That's what I thought. <laughs> so I'm like, I could be like half like half the time here. It's like a split family or whatever. You know, like you know, I have half the time I'm in one place. Right. No, it's like uh, uh, not limbo. What do they call that? Speaking of Catholic terms, um, purgatory. purgatory. That's right. You're in Archeron, which is kind of like purgatory. You can you have to sit, spend some time there. So again, thank you, Carlos, for that. We really appreciate you. you uh, for those who don't know, you you are a hardworking man, working not only for his company, but he has a has a job as well. Stays up at night, does his thing, and then stays on to stay on with us. So we really appreciate uh, you ha- being we good do. sport and doing hey, that. It's no problem, fellas. This uh, episode, like I said, is uh, th- that I did. This is five pages long. If anybody wants the uh, scenario, they're welcome. I can. I'd be more than happy to send it. To yeah, I think it would a- be a lot of fun. You know, again, we 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 we're pressed for time. If this was. This could be more of a murder mystery for people to flesh this out. You've already put yeah, everything. Yeah, it's definitely. It's, as I was writing it, I was realizing it could be a lot of fun if if, if it were fleshed out. And uh, I was talking to Amanda, the merch Valkyrie, the other day, and uh, we were talking about we. I've done so many of these for holiday themed things for you that I'm I'm actually thinking about packaging them. Yeah, up. yeah. Uh, it's a compilation uh, module. So maybe that yeah, would if be you fun. want, you have permission to use our likeness in various forms of death. You know, you could just like. Like a calendar, you know, you right. you have the page, and then you see us dying at Christmas, dying in in. Uh, I will have my interior artist draw every one of your NPCs, just like the two of you, except like as halflings or as that as Claire. That would be great. That would be fantabulous. And Carlos, obviously, obviously, if if you want to use these PCs as part, of, yes, <laughs> as part of your, please feel free to to let us know. We could probably work something out. As I was driving home, I was thinking that I'm like, I'm going to include these these PCs that Dan creates. Oh my goodness! Yes, I, I, I think my uh, I think my my readers might have to roll system shock. <laughs> it doesn't seem like Carlos. Well, that's it's a collaboration. That part is. So we've got a couple of things since you're on. One, uh, we do want to announce. Uh, uh, announced obviously that GrogCon is coming in October. Uh, Carlos is one of our uh, featured uh, guest DMs who's going to come and run. Nike did two years ago. What happened for those who are new to the show is uh, Carlos wrote an adventure exclusive for uh, GrogCon. You know, he has a, a publishing schedule. There it is. And the porcelain sword of Queen Ashala. And he ran it there a number of times. It was it was uh, a, a great event. So we're going to do it again. So um, we talked, and Carlos basically said, you know, I really like when P- 
people submit titles and do that. So um, if you want, so we have the name, the GrogCon 2021, or the, the convention that we're hosting, Adventure Contest. So if you send your uh, submissions to info at grogcon.com, I'm going to say by April 15th. That gives enough time, but not so much that people forget about it. Next um, And you can also go to our Twitter at Grog Talk, or you can go to our Discord and go under um, GrogCon 2021. Just say, but if you know, that's if you want to share. The best way to keep it hidden is info at grogcon.com. I will send those to Carlos, and then we'll probably do it sometime in April, whether we'll roll for it or, or Carlos will pick it. I don't know which, whatever, what's your thoughts on that? I forgot how we did it the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, um, they, if, as I recall, everybody went ahead and uh, sent things in and, um, I decided which one I liked best right. and, uh, okay. and then we just named it from there. But if you want to do it a little bit more codified than that, I have no, no I like, I that. like, well, you should be, you know, it's, it's really an opportunity to be inspired. And that's what you said last time. It was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the one that let that one last year was porcelain sword of Queen of Shala. It gave me a chance to do something I've always wanted to do, which was something that was kind of a uh, Middle East theme, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is in, in, I do everything Greyhawk. So it's the Baclunish States for me. Right. And, um, I was like, the, the title just was really evocative to me as something that would be in that kind of region. So, um, it gave me a chance to do something I've never, I hadn't done before, and I'm real. Was I, if something like that happened again, it would be awesome. And so, what what that means is, um, obviously, if your title is picked, you would get a copy, a PDF copy of the uh, uh, of the adventure for for the for for winning the contest. So, um, right. April fifteenth, send it to info at grogcon.com. Um, and again, we'll, we'll announce this, uh, the next couple of times, but we definitely want to start moving on that. Um, one of the things we were talking, Dan and I were talking about is, you know, do, I don't know, have you done tournament modules before as in scoring tournament modules? Sure have. So I didn't know, you know, last time we, we wrote the tournament module, you wrote the featured module. Does it make right. sense for yours to be the tournament module? That's something we don't have to make the decision now, but that's something that we were thinking about. Maybe that makes, uh, and so that you're, you know, do you want to run help? Do you want us to help you run the tournament? These are some of the questions we've got months to figure it out, but those are some of the yeah, things. Yeah. We it doesn't about. really matter to me per se. Um, uh, it, it, it would change the scope of how I would write it to some degree. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I would want it to be a little bit more straightforward, a little bit less open-ended and nebulous if it were a uh, tournament module. Right. Because that way you can, uh, a, a game master can handle situations in roughly the same way every time. Right. No, that makes, um, that makes a lot of sense. So we, we haven't, we haven't confirmed that, but that was one of the discussions. It's like, well, you know, we want people to be part of the tournament. We want people to enjoy your module. You know, maybe we should combine both. So we'll we'll talk more about that um, as yeah. as we get closer. Just something, right? I, right. I, I, that's exciting. It's really exciting, and I'm I'm pleased to always uh, do stuff that's in conjunction with with uh, with what you guys do. I think it, you guys do uh, such a great job, and being able to uh, to contribute in some small way is awesome for me. Thank you. Yeah, and I think, and we'll leave it up to you. If you want to do it as a tournament module, great. We'd that we'd be thrilled with that. If you'd prefer to do it separate, great. Whatever you want to do. Oops. We're good with so just let's see just what the, let's see what the, the the fans say and your patrons and and the people on Discord and whatever whatever they have to say with the title. Um, I think it'll inspire me one way or another, and I can make that decision then. 
Sounds great. Yeah. I've already got a title. I'm not going to say what it is because we know we like this to be anonymous, right? right. That's one of the things we kind of like about it. Mm-hmm. So I've already got – so I'm not going to say what it is. But I've heard, James, I don't know if you've got your title. I've got a title. It's. I feel pretty confident it's going to win. I really do. Um, I, other people don't even submit. The, well, I the, mine was The Untimely Death of Gormansky. That was the title I was going to submit, but <laughs> – it's not too late. That's right. So the last thing is, um, again, Castle Entertainment was very generous. Uh, we had said, hey, we want to give stuff away to our listeners and to our folks, patrons. And, of course, we said, hey, do you mind sending a couple of modules? And uh, Amanda and Carl's like, sure. And they send a box full of stuff. So we have still four modules. So I said, hey, hey, Carlos, since you're on, let's give away one of your adventures while you're on. So let's roll a D4 to figure out which of the four remaining ones you want to give away. Okay, that sounds great. Um, I will do that. And and that's all Amanda's generosity. She's the one who handled that. And uh, so she's the one to be thanked for that. And I rolled a one. Well, I'm glad we're. This is the one I wanted to get rid of, so I'm glad. Ah, uh, it's squaring the circle, Th- isn't that's, it? That's that is correct. So maybe you can let people know, <laughs> squaring the circle, why it's why it's my least favorite, even though it's not really least favorite. What's what's squaring the circle about? Squaring the circle is the third adventure of a trilogy featuring a group of um, of gnomish monks, monk samurai. So, so you want to get everything out of your house. There is a guy in the back of that not module named Dan Gormansky that was a playtester of that, that took part in the online playtest. Yeah, um, the truth of that module is actually the trilogy is one of the things that got Castle Entertainment going. Uh, I was challenged to do something gnome-oriented um, in at GaryCon one year. And uh, I did, and I wanted it kind of, it was kind of a nod to Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai, uh, those two movies. And I really played that up as I went on and on with the, uh, with the module. And that module that you're holding right there is one of the deadliest no-win situation Kobayashi Maru modules I've ever made. Excellent. I love it. Killing gnomes is great. And, and so, again, this is the third part. No, 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 no. The gnomes do the killing. Oh. Hopefully. That's the. You play the gnome. You were the play tester. You were the play tester. You don't know yeah. if you were the killer or the killie. You're the no, but you play the. You are a gnome. Right. You don't go kill gnomes. It's James, there was one of the gnomes in the play test that a Rakshasha took his claws and put it right in through the eye socket and the mouth of one of the gnomes and crushed like a bowling ball, picking up and crushed Ooh. his skull from the inside out like that. That was um. I thought the, that visceral description of his death might appeal to you. Yeah, that's good. I, you know, I, I don't know if I can put that on a T-shirt. Crushed like a bowling ball and have the gnome's head scrushed in there. That, oh, that would be great. Oh. I love that. So It was vicious. It was vicious. What are you showing? Naked gnomes? That is disturbing. Yeah, that, that's... It's really disturbing that you had that right on hand, too. Well, it, so, it was his bathroom. I gave it on my nightstand. It was, it was on his, in his bathroom, but he decided that was a little too odd for bathroom reading, so that was bad. So, so yeah, um, especially when visitors find out that there's a bunch of the pages that stick together. So, so Carl, oh, this is gone. So, so Carlos, I'm going to uh, start shaking the sack. The, uh, so for you, and then just oh, tell me uh, when. Hold on, let me start shaking the shack. Please say it. Say please say it sooner rather than later. Don't let it go on. Don't let this go on too long. It's a disgusting sight, Carlos. Oh, I love it. It's no, please stop him, Carlos. Make him stop. stop. No, I'm, I'm mesmerized by the. He's shaking. like hitting it. He doesn't even know how to do it right. He whacks it. He's no like more. no moss. No moss. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's hitting it. That's wrong. Yeah, you're, you're also silenced. That's a good thing. Don't tell him when he's silenced. Carlos, uh, don't tell are, him when he's are, silenced. Are, are you done? Are you saying stop? Yeah, don't pop. Okay, he's Please. Done. All right, Let's I picked go. a yellow one. So I need, Carlos, I need you to roll a D4. Another D4. It's D4 says three. Three. Well, you're going to have to roll again. Okay. <laughs> because I assume you don't want your own module back. Are you sure? <laughs> so roll a D6 for me. I'm sorry. Roll a D6. Okay, D6. So D6 it is. It's a five. Five. Okay. So Sam Royal, who lives in Saxony, you are the winner of this. So I have to get his address. Congratulations, Sam. Uh, you are the winner of Squaring the Circle. He's a really good guy. I hope you like it. And actually, since you know Castle Entertainment won, I'd be happy to send you something as well. It's all kidding. Oh, that's okay. All kidding aside, it's but okay. I didn't think you'd want your own. Uh, uh, you, you, you we're correct. Yeah, I, I wrote it. I've, I've had enough of it already. <laughs> yeah, that would be a weird regift. It would be a weird regift. Oh, Castle Entertainment module. <laughs> oh wow, cool! Maybe they sent me a gift certificate too. Maybe I can get more stuff from them. Yeah. <laughs> So, and, well, speaking of that, so Sam, if he wants the rest of the trilogy, how, did, how can he get the rest of the trilogy? Just come to castleentertainment.com. Uh, we have our own website, and you can place orders in through there, and uh, we'd be happy to, to get one out to you. You can get it either in PDF or a hard copy. Um, yeah, man, they're, uh, the, early, the first two happen to be right beside me right now, and the first one is called Indomine Septum, which is right here, and the next one is called... Who sits upon the Oaken Throne, which is right here. Excellent. All the art done on all three of them by the inimitable uh, Chat Minton. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd be happy to get them out to you. We've got them in stock. We just replenished stock. It's one thing that we are dealing with right now uh, in full transparency. Our, uh, our publisher, our publisher, excuse me, our printer, because of COVID and everything is very slow right now, we're getting a lot of damaged product in mm. the mail. So, But we yeah. have to be in stock of that one. But PDF is instant download and gift cards. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah we sent it to you instantly. Yeah, gift cards. We did we, uh, after the uh, Cheetah Rescue uh, back last month, or actually January now. Um, we, we bought some gift cards. Amanda took care of that. We give that to people. They get their stuff right away. It's, it's awesome. So, um, and so if people want to talk to you uh, or see what you're doing online, how can they reach you, Carlos? Either go to facebook.com uh, backslash castle entertainment or email me at castle entertainment at gmail.com. Um, or you can find me also at uh, patreon.com backslash castle entertainment. And uh, you can find all kinds of stuff from me. Uh, get uh, If you're interested in getting stuff uh, on the regular from me, that Patreon is a great way to do it because every month you, you're going to get uh, character sheets uh, depending on how high you uh you decide you want to sponsor us, you can, you'll get uh, an adventure a month, uh, usually about five to, to 10 pages, um, a month. Um, uh, I've done a couple 20 pagers for min these mini modules I've done like that. Uh, you'll get a, a spell, a monster and a magic item of the month. Um, some of them have complete color art on them. So, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, some at the highest tier of patronage, you guys can actually get uh, modules, the the Kessler team of modules, before anyone else gets a chance to uh, get their hands on them. 
And you play live, uh, you do a lot of streaming on Twitch as well, correct? I do, yeah, yeah. I'm at uh, twitch.tv backslash Castle Entertainment. And uh, at least uh, once every two weeks, we go ahead and we stream. Um, right now, you're, we're in the, the denouement of uh, my campaign that's been going on for some of my, pa- my highest level patrons, uh, which is called The First Betrayal. Um, I just released the the first module that's based on first betrayal material uh, out of a trilogy. So um, you guys can look forward to that if you're following along with some of our stuff that's on Twitch. Um, Hopefully you guys uh, like what you see. And um, I noticed that somebody mentioned out there in the crowd that they like the expository. You get plenty of that in in, uh, first betrayal. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, so you can listen to it there. Um, You know, we're very fortunate to have Castle Entertainment, you know, who's an independent producer, who's true to first edition, true to Greyhawk, you know, that's uh, something that we want to continue to support. You know, something that I was just thinking of, I don't know if you've done this maybe in, in your library, but I know people are always impressed with your approach to creating adventures and modules. You know, obviously you have hmm. a thing. Is there, would you be interested in some kind of, or would you think about doing some kind of workshop where, you know, people would be, um, I'd be, I'd be happy to do something like that. In fact, um, I want to say that two Gary cons ago, I was approached with the opportunity to do this, but the show was canceled. Oh, okay. Uh, somebody asked me if I would be willing to like, uh, sit, to talk about a certain topic. Um, and then Gary Khan, the last one that they had before it was canceled, I was, uh, I was on a panel and I was talking about publishing Greyhawk material when you don't own the IP, Mm. how to deal with that situation. And uh, the answer obviously is to file the numbers off of everything and make it as, as you know, and, and and pray to, uh, and pray to your favorite uh, deities that, uh, that Watsi, it doesn't uh, pursue you, but one way or another, though, seri- in all seriousness, um, yeah, I'd be happy to do something like that. Yeah, I think maybe for, you know, whether for GrogCon or we can do an event or we could be your uh, interviewers, we could do it on your Twitch oh, yeah. channel. Just something, I think people really, you know, they're, we've always been impressed not only with your DM style, but how, you know, you had two halfling drunk characters and you came up with this story just to kind of walk through people, your mindset of how to do that, uh, kind of like a writer's workshop. I don't know, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'd be, if, uh, if we could do that on uh, as a part of Grog Talk or if we could do that independently or at Grog Con. Yeah, I'd love live. to do it at the con. I'd love to do it at the yeah. con or, or do it on your Twitch channel as a live stream where we interview you, you know, again, because we want to be reciprocative, reciprocate. Yeah, man, it'd be awesome. I, I'd like that a lot. And, and you know, you will have a couple other talented uh, designers that are going to be down there. I'm sure Vic would have a few things to say about that, sure. too, his approach. Um which I'm sure that some people in the crowd would like to hear what he has to say as well, because he's talented as well. Okay, well, we'll do that for that. That sounds good. But I, I, you know, I think people um, love your. It's not just your DM style; it's the whole milieu that you put together. And I know it's based on Greyhawk, but it's there's a lot of people who do Greyhawk stuff or have. But you, you have it's it's how you tie all these things together. That's really unique, and people oh, appreciate that. So there's all there's always layers, or at least. It always seems like there's layers. As a matter of fact, the thing that I did right over here with what you guys did right now, there are four tie-ins that I can think of right off the top of my head to Castle Entertainment products or to things in, in that, you know, that we've done before. They're just Easter eggs for you guys or things like that. You just kind of have to look a little bit, 
deep into it and you'll you'll see them just jump right out at you if you know what you're looking for so yeah i do tie everything very tightly together even stuff like this that doesn't seem like it has um like it might seem unconnected it's not it is very connected well very good sir i know we're between you and bed so thank you for your time today and it's always great talking to you uh, I appreciate it, and I'm going to go ahead and sign off. You guys have a great day, and uh, everybody out there, like I said, if you uh, if you guys start getting um, requests for this uh, scenario, let me know, and I'll, I'll make sure you guys get a copy. I sure will. So, Carl Slicing, thanks so much. Thanks, thanks Carl. Everybody. You guys have a good evening. Give our best or to Amanda. Hey, I should say. That's for right. Me, it's eat. All right. <laughs> Take care, Carl. Thanks Bye, so much. Everybody. See ya. So, what are we doing for spell selection, Dan? Well, we have a special. So, we, we're bringing back spell selection. It's like our McRib. It's not. It's, so it's a special episode of Spell Selection, and we are doing. And and I, I would like to do a tip of the hat to to Rob, uh, the, uh, the what he says something of Brandywine. What is he's it? the Chamberlain. Oh, they're all Chamberlains. A, I know. Just say Chamberlain. Just go right? for Chamberlain. It's simple. Oh, exactly. What is Chamberlain, Rob? The Chamberlain of Brandywine uh, pointed out that Shalalah is a spell. And that it would be, it's an I not only did he point out that it's a spell, but he pointed out its Irish origin. Did you look up Shalalah? So, no. Not the spell, Shalalahs. So no. I'm, I'm upset. Why are Shalalahs not just regular weapons? So they were like a walking stick, but they would have oftentimes a, a club like head on the end. You'd use it, you know, to whack people. So hmm. I'm wondering why, why the Shalalah should be a weapon in and of itself. I don't know why it's just a magical weapon. That's disappointing to me. That's all. Really- well, the shillelagh itself is a normal thing. It says it's again. Well, we're going to read it. Let's okay, read well, it. Let's do it. All page, right. Let's page that. fifty-five on the player's handbook. Okay. Shillelagh. This is a druid spell, which is certainly appropriate. I think. Right. right. Well, magic. druids are loosely based on Celtics, per Gary. There you go. So shillelagh is a level one druid spell. Its range is touch. Duration is one round per level. The area effect, one normal oaken club. Which it is has... the Shalala. There you go. You know what's interesting? Can I... mm-hmm. Okay, I'd like to say something. About... I don't know where I was looking. It may have been in the DMG. But I believe the DMG in spell acquisition mm-hmm. on a daily basis, I believe said that cleric and druid spells are gained by praying to your deity. Now, my point of all that is oftentimes don't druids, you say they don't have a deity. They just sort of worship nature, right? You don't have a god, but this seems to suggest that you should have a patron deity. Like, where are you getting your spells from if you are, if you are a druid? And I wish I had dog-eared that so I could point it out because now I don't want to spend our time flipping and turning. This is so first edition. <laughs> It is, right? Do you have any thoughts on that? Probably not. This campaign sucks. <laughs> I'll take so, it as a no. I, I, okay, so there's two ways to do it. You could go with the nature thing and, and deity in general, like almost like a Gaia kind of thing, right? Gaia, the Mother Earth thing, if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. Or you could go with the Celtic deities. I think many of them are neutral. I think some are neutral, correct? Maybe? I don't remember. Which one are the 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 Celt- Celtic. Um, we can look that up. And and here, I, maybe this is what I'm looking at. Page thirty-eight. 
of the DMG, character spells, day-to-day acquisition of clerical spells, each cleric must have his or her own deity. So when a new player opts to become a cleric, open paren, including a druid, close paren, you must inform them as to which deities exist in your campaign milieu and allow the individual to select which one of them he or she will serve. So that's, you know, and somewhere else I think it did say that you're supposed to pray for if you're a, a, a cleric. So I don't know if the cleric, if the Celtic are all neutral or not. But so well, I like the idea of having a, a patron deity if you are well, that, a Jew. And you could if you wanted to do that. And it makes it very clear that Jim Ward expected that because on page 26 of the Deities and Demigods, it talks about the Celtic mythos. And the second paragraph, the clerics of most of these deities are druids, which are fully detailed in player's handbook. All religious services are performed by these druids and wooded druids in these wooded areas made holy by the planting of mistletoe and holly. I do like we know. keep going. Wait, the best part is coming up. I'll let you yes. read the rest of it because it's good. Where, where are you at? Page twenty six of the deities and demigods. Okay, hold on. I got to switch. So many books. Oh, I haven't eaten any cheese yet. So many books. Okay, hold on. So, all right. So, where are you at on page 26? The clerics, uh, most of these are druids. All religious services are performed by these druids in wooded areas, blah, blah, blah. In these areas are deep natural wells or dug pits where sac. Oh, this is horrific. I remember reading this, right? Where sacrifices are thrown. Human sacrifices are made four times a year. Oh, yes. Condemned criminals are typically sacrificed. This is very disturbing. So yeah, the druid is is engaging in human sacrifice, apparently. Right? That's where you're going with that? The human sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. So the druids should be engaging in human sacrifice. So convicted so you go down, yeah, convicted criminals, I mean I guess it's you know, they're sold maybe to the druids. So they're again at the market. Mm-hmm. So we've got these you know, we've got these convicted criminals that are being sold. They can be used. They're perfect for and I'm for sac- and I'm assuming the criminal justice system is not any is not better than the criminal justice system we have today. Is that a fair statement? You meaning there's a good chance that I didn't do it? There's I'm a innocent. <laughs> there's a good chance if you don't have good representation, yeah. bad things could happen. So in other words, yeah. So in other words, I didn't do it. I didn't steal the pipes. Are you not entertained? Like, exactly. So. That happened. That hap- That's basically the story of Dangly and Tipsy, isn't it? Right. They were framed. They were the sh- falsely accused. The sheriff just gave up and said, I think it's you guys, even though we're literally the smallest people in the village. The eight-year-old would tower above us, but yet somehow we were able to capture her. Yeah. I thought for a while there, did, did at any point in time, did you suspect the sheriff? No, I didn't expect the sheriff. I was looking for the bard because the bard disappeared. Uh, traveling musicians are the most sketchy things out there so yeah that's a good point i i thought i thought it was uh it was the sheriff but okay um so the shalala this spell enables the druid to change his own before we go there i think it's very interesting because i i'm sure i've read this before but this definitely would be something i would love i need to bring this back into the druid thing because you know druids tend to be played more neutral good than neutral Mm -hmm. 
because of the party makeup. I love the animals. Right. They're fuzzy, and, you know, they generally go against evil because evil's personified typically like Saruman's orcs who, you know, destroy the forest to right. build the war right. thing. So they go, right. like the treants, I don't want to get involved, but we're going to because they're destroying the forest. I, now we're in. Now we're in. Right. This would have been awesome. Like the treants say, yeah, we're going to help. And then they take Pippin and Marion and sacrifice them after. Yeah, right. To that, yeah, right. Right. This. Right. Exactly. Right. The start. We need like our spells. <laughs> Do some right. So we'll help. This makes sense. You're right. This is horrible. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> this will help. Come here, little halfling. Hey, look in that pit. <laughs> right. We'll help, but there there needs to be some balance to this. And you need to take a pet. <laughs> and uh, we, you know, they throw the wolves in there and say, "Okay, let's see if nature prevails," or, or sacrifice them. Yeah, to me, they should be more edgier. You're right. You're right. So really, what it should be on some of those side the, the side quests and things, not really a quest, but yeah. So I guess what you're doing, yeah. So so everyone else is like, yeah, I'd like to like have a strongbow uh, made. How long will that take? Okay, and you're talking about that, and then you go over to the Druid. What are you doing? I'd like to buy some convicted criminals <laughs> and sacrifice. And you're just like, yes, okay, got that. How much will that be? How much will that be? And you talk about it, and okay, and how are you going to do it? And yeah, right. and you just go around the table, right? And, and, and every- you know, you could make this as dark because basically, right, stealing was punishable by death in a lot of cultures. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, like, what did you do? Yeah, you know, I, like, was stealing bread because I was hungry right. to feed my kids. And I'm a, okay, I, or well. I'm a 10-year-old child. Right? Yeah. Right? What did you do? Yeah. And this yeah. has been a good, I, this I has stole, been a good, a yeah, which, which, you know, and, and do, do, sack, do, do condemned prisoner children cost more than, or are they less? Are they on discount? <laughs> you know, and, and what you're forgetting about is the interplay this has. With if you happen to be playing the the bad side of this, this is not the bad side. Right. This 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 is the half full. This is the half full side. Yes. The yeah. half empty is you're a thief. <laughs> you're like caught. Right. Pickpocketing. Next thing you know, you're being sold to these druids. <laughs> you're like, what the heck? That's hey? a great. Right? That's a great adventure. <laughs> right. You, you start the thing. You're you're two thieves. You get caught, and now you're being sacrificed to one of the Celtic deities. Yeah, that would be a very, that could, maybe that's one of our incomprehensible death things. It's just the right stuff, off the bat. The stuff, right, right, stuff. Because I was an embezzler. Right. That could have been my end. In fact, they shouldn't have killed, they should have brought you back and then sacrificed you to the Druids. Yeah. I was this close. I was fortunate just to serve my time. Right. I was this close. I mean, we're in like a wooded area. Weren't we out there right. in like the middle of yeah, the basically? All races together? Absolutely. Druids were surely like watering at the yacht. So the druids go down to basically it's like um, what, what's the Andy, the Andy Griffith show? You go down to the jail cell. Yep. And you got who was it? Wasn't Enos? Who was the? Uh, yeah, go, uh, it's not Gomer. It's well, it's Don Knotts who plays him. It's um, <laughs> Deputy <Right>. Andy. <sighs> Barney Fife. Barney, thank you. So you say Barney. What you got? Anything? The druids like you got anything for me? And, well, who's and, the and town Barney. drunk? Wasn't there the town drunk that constantly got arrested? In yeah, he would be sacrificed. He would been, yeah, he would. He would have been. Where's you need to make? Where's Enos? He's dead, huh? 
You need to be using that laugh track. So get ready. Hold on. Right. 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 So I would go down to Barney Fife and be like, "Hey, Barney, got anybody for me?" Sorry. Exactly. I was what contemplating. What I, I don't. You're in pensive mood. What I don't like is that with druids, no one ever, no druids ever seem to have the crappy mistletoe. No. Or whatever. We were just talking about this too. Yeah. This is a good point. That bothers me because that that mistletoe. The, the real deal is very hard to, once have, a year. to harvest. It, once a year. Right? I mean, come, where is it? Is that the DMG? No, it's you in the player's working. handbook. Okay. Well, by the I way, we're talking about Shalala. So right. what was discussed on our Discord, you should go out to our Discord, because this, these are the topics. If this is a question for you, the, the consensus was the Druid, once a year, on the midnight summer's eve, harvests the mistletoe. And that it is, you know, consumed throughout the year and that they have to get another one. But if it gets lost, then, yeah, then they got to borrow mistletoe or everything else. But Yeah, or you know, they oversleep. They don't get up. Right, they're drunk. They wake up the next morning and they're like, oh, my God, it's gone. And, it's in like fact, they should be sacrificing and then harvesting. That's true. It's a whole big thing. Right. It's a whole weekend. People come out to watch it. It's an event. And, like, oh, and, and now <laughs> the sacrificing. It's at the festival with the flesh pole. This <laughs> <laughs> whole thing. You pay money <laughs> to see the convicted, the little kids who got convicted for stealing bread or whatever. There's a whole, oh, there was a whole motley assortment. Today on the of Druid people. Channel at 10 a.m., sacrificing, followed by 12, yeah. harvesting of mistletoe. Yeah, there you go. Maybe, oh, and maybe what it would be is you could be like randomly who was selected for sacrifice. And so it'd be like everyone be like watching, the family members mm-hmm. are there hoping that theirs will be saved. Oh, you like those specials like, um, yeah, Bob, you know, he had a rough, bad patch, but you know, he's a good guy. And Bob, you can vote, <laughs> <laughs> you can do your plea. <laughs> Why you shouldn't be sacrificed for the Druids? This festival is—I'm starting to warm up to this thing. I would—I would go, wouldn't you? Yeah, that sounds great. Right, Dingley. I'm thinking Dingley, Dangley, and Tipsy would have a little stand there, Mm -hmm. right? For like, like you know, where they have the cotton candy and thing like that. You'd have Sturge's ale, right? The Sturge's red ale. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that whole idea of you know the, the Druids pick three or four of them. Because they, you know, it's a little seedy. They got to be a little worried that murdering a lot of people. And they basically do some kind of cast. They either vote or cast lots, and the one gets picked, and that's it's a wicker man kind of thing. They get thrown in the basket and killed. Yeah, right. And I then love you go it. Back, and then you go back to the flush pole. <laughs> and, 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 and the mad wizard. Like, yeah, that's right. The loop. Uh, the bard's got the, you know, fo- foggy prose is there playing with the. Uh, on the loot. Okay. So here's the shalala. Because we're talking about a shalala. And I again, I think the shalala should be able to be usable at, with club stats just normally. But let's talk about it. Because you said read it, Dan, which I will. This spell enables the druid to change his own oaken cudgel into a magical weapon, which is plus one to hit and inflicts two to eight hit points of damage on opponents up to man size, two to five points of damage on larger opponents. The, the druid must wield the shalala, of course. The material components of the spell are an oaken club, any mis, any mistletoe. Wait, so any mistletoe is, but 
where's not everything's mistletoe that the druid can usually use. Correct. Is that correct? That is on Some of page. It it's, it's on the page before. It's right there on page fifty-four. Oh, that's where it was. That's why I was struggling with it. It's at the beginning. Yep. So yeah. Okay. So it could be borrowed mistletoe or lesser, but it can't be holly or oak leaves. Or oak leaves. Okay. So um, I got that. Okay. So this is what is a club usually? Oh, and a shamrock leaf, which is fun to use this for. So I, I, I love spell components, and so I love the spell components here. What does the club do usually? So why is this? It's plus one to hit, so that's good. Two to eight and two to five. I guess that's better than yes. What a club a club usually is like does. one to six, one to three. Okay, I'll tell you, I'm bored. I don't like, I tend not to like these spells. These spells seem to remind me of spells that, oh, let's just give you a better weapon because you're just a spellcaster. Uh, I do like the fact that it's a chalet. That's interesting. I like the the Irish roots. I like the shamrock being a spell coin. That's all fun. But what I don't like about it is, so this is a magical weapon. This is not just a, it's not just a shalala. Right. This is a magic. There should be a shalala on club over on the right hand side, which is a lot of fun. I, I encourage people when they do weapons to use the ones on the note side. You know how there's always these things like holy water, morning stars include the holy water sprinkler, and a lot mm -hmm. of people debated what that means. But there's a lot of stuff on the right hand side that could be used. I was disappointed that on the side of club, it didn't say shalala, but. Uh, so that's uh, well. The thing you know, I find interesting with that is druids. They never pick club when they pick their oh. weapons. If you go to page nineteen, yeah, it says oak and cudgel. Right. I assume that means that means club, it's though, club. right? It's I mean, the same thing. In my what page am I? On? Well, page nineteen is where it says the weapon types. Right. So druids get two weapons now. Most druids, 99.999% of them, if they're players, what are the two weapons they're going to pick? Well, right off the bat, what I like is, well, I'm looking, scimitar and staff would be the ones. I know hammer's not a lot of damage. It seemed to me I would either do scimitar or staff. Right. And, a and I, want, I want a ranged weapon, so I'm probably going to then take a sling. Or a spear, because you can chuck the spear. You can throw it at people. Yeah. No, I like sling because I don't, I've got multiple bullets. But right, okay. But, so what, what, what were you thinking? Well, the point is, um, is that, because again, like you said, it's, uh, what they're not picking is club. So this kind of says, well, wait a minute, you should, you, it says his oaken cudgel, which means you should have one. Why would you not mm. be proficient in that? Now, I guess they could be, but then you're minus whatever it is to hit. Druid, you'd be minus four to hit. Yeah, if, if, I'm hit you right. If you use that, you shalalan, so you're like, okay, fine, it's a magical, but I'm still, I'm still in the hole. But okay, yeah, you're so, way in the hole with that. So this raises another issue, which is the adjustment for damage based on AC, because what is the point of picking a? So a club is one to six, one to three. Hmm. A scimitar is one to eight, one to eight. A, what was the other one I was thinking of taking? Uh, staff a, a staff or a sling. A, a staff, and I'm going to want a ranged west. A quarter staff is one to six, one to six. Why am I not taking a scimitar? Right? I mean, doesn't the, a scimitar, which of course seems to draw blood. Right. I, which is, right? I mean, I guess that's fine because I'm a druid, not a cleric. That's a, that's one to eight, one to eight. So yeah, I'm not taking 
if you take a club, can we turn over to page 38? Because mm-hmm. I'd like to see if the adjustments might make a difference, why you would want it. The clubs are terrible. Look at clubs. Right. The club, the only plus on club on adjustment to AC on page 38 of the PHB is a plus one on armor class 10. Well, how often am I, so I get, I get to do the beat down on the magic user? Uh, but everything's pretty much plus. Everything is a plus. Oh, there are some negatives. Oh, that's interesting. There's some negatives. A scimitar. Let's see a scimitar. Oh, scimitar is much better. So, yeah. But there's what I just saw on club, which I didn't realize, is you can throw a club. I did not know that. What you can? You're right. That's hilarious. You can throw it. Its range isn't great, and obviously, its fire rate is one. Can you imagine with like four? You got like all these clubs. You're like <laughs> like a juggler. <laughs> exactly. Club. Oh my gosh! But l- James, look at the AC adjustment on clubs, on ranged. Yeah, it's horrible. Starts at minus seven. So the club. So yes, that is interesting. I'm glad you pointed that out. But it is a terrible ranged weapon. So help me. So, well, Why do I have a club? Well, my as point a- is, I would force people to do it. It sounds to me that the druid, Gary's saying, "Hey, you take your club." Shillelagh is a natural weapon. It should, in other words, I would, they would have to give me a reason why you're not starting with a club and something else. You want a scimitar? That's fine. But you're going to have to have a club. Cause, yeah, because Shillelagh, yeah, Shillelagh, boy, that ain't helping much. If that's designed to make it more attractive for me to choose club, it's not working. Yeah, I don't think it's a staff. I don't consider a Shillelagh a staff. What do you guys, hey, folks at the Green Goblin, James the DM is making me as a druid take club. What do you guys think of that? They don't like it. They don't like it, James. Please, no. That half-orc in particular, I don't know why he's so upset. He can't even become a druid. But he's, uh, he's particularly upset. Yeah, they don't like it, James. I don't like that. I would be very angry. Wouldn't you be, if I told you you had to take it, you know who would take that? We've had players that would do that. I think of somebody like John. Remember a right. player John? Yep. Who, he really got into the spirit of role-playing, and he would do things, even if he felt it wasn't necessarily best from a power gaming standpoint. He would, so I could see a player like James doing it. I would do something like that, but I think most people are, yeah, they're not going to. Yeah, so, it's certainly so not a staff. I mean, some of them are longer, but it's more of a club. It's a cudgel. So basically what you're saying is you've never seen anyone use Shalala. None of us know about this spell because no druid is ever taking club. Correct. And I would say just like the human sacrifices, if you want to make your druids a little more – because people think they're nerfed. I would would counter they're actually super powerful for – and you're going to say, how is that? Because they can only use leather armor. Well, two things. One, they advance very fast. They, by, like, I have a druid ranger in, in uh, Tom's campaign. That's impossible. It's totally possible. Half-elf druid ranger is totally possible. It can't, it can't be done with alignment. It can be totally done. In fact, I think it's in the player's handbook. No, what, what, no druid ranger? No, druid ranger, you're the cleric ranger. Druid ranger was proposed in Dragon, and I can't remember who did it, but they forgot that there was an alignment conflict, and they had to do an explanation later. 
to explain it. And then, of course, in that other book, I think, then, I, you know, you, whatever, you can do anything you want. I mean, anything happens. Okay. You cannot be a druid ranger. You can be a cleric ranger. Yes, yeah, right. It's an alignment problem. you got to be good to be a ranger. Well, somehow they figured it out. Anyway, the, they did not. The, they, they, no, it's a dragon now. It's, it's, and later you could be. That's right. Dragon. That's right. Yeah. That's right. right. Well, it's, it says cleric, yes. And if you wanted a very loose interpretation, you could say cleric and subtypes, which is What's basically. What's your alignment? What's your alignment? Neutral good. That's, you, a druid can't be neutral good. Well, apparently they can now. <laughs> so, but that would be great. I'm neutral good, but I'm still sacrificing people. That would be amazing. That's my point. That's right. Bring me the halflings. Bring me tipsy and. Uh, well, I only sacrifice right. evil criminals, and. Okay. So, all right, but I we digressed. Yes, I'm sorry. So you are you're playing a druid ranger. You get, and you get your your spell advancement is faster. So he's fourth level. He has access to third level spells. He can cast neutralize poison, which is a huge deal. He can cast Stone Shape. That's a huge... There's a lot of good spells. And so... And, and, and Dragon Magazine clarified, and I think this is fine because that was the clarification, you get uh, bonus spells as a cleric. Yes, that's or right. Which is huge, right? That's huge. That's right. you can really... Have, if you have a decent wisdom. Now, that's hard because... Do you have a good wisdom? No, nah, he's like a 14. Too. It's not... It's okay. Yeah, Right, because you're you're right, because you got to be the ranger too, which makes yeah. It hard. There's a lot. Okay. I mean, I barely had the stats. I mean, I, I rolled really well, but still, you need so many good stats, and and they don't have to be exceptional. They just have to be all thirteens or fourteens at least. Do you use a club? No, that's my point. I would have forced. I would have said, force yourself. You could, I would have just have right. I took a spear and I took well, a you don't, you scimitar. Talk. You talk the talk, but you don't walk well, the walk. Well, I've been. This has been an enlightening discussion. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you learned something. Exactly. <laughs> You're going to club now. The problem with club, and just to remind you, we had forgotten about this. You know, this, we, we talk about these different stores we have. You know what one of the stores we had was? Mm. You came up with this name. It was very funny. I thought it just it tickled me. It was when we talked about a half ogre having a store or an ogre where he sold just clubs. Yeah, I don't remember that. No, I don't remember that. You, know, you came up with the name. The clubhouse. Oh, the clubhouse. Yes. That? That no, that's like, good. I got to write that down. That was yeah, it was funny. I think technically it's it was it should be the house of clubs, but everyone. Yeah. Let's face it. Everyone calls it the house of clubs. I mean, calls it the clubhouse. But, so you should take a yeah. You should take a club, James. The next time you get a um, no, even if you don't not next time you get a new weapon for advancement, you should take it now. Suffer the penalty. Be a real druid. Be the druid you were meant to be. Right. Ashalayla, and that's it. I need to talk to Tom about how my elven druid ranger is going to sacrifice and still be neutral good. That's what I want to know. Yeah, uh, that sounds like a conversation. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So now we're on to miscellaneous magic, and we're going to talk again. Dan pulled an audible. We're doing a specific item today, correct? Omaha. Omaha. Exactly. That's right. I'm pulling. Yeah, so we're not going to do random. I know that's unfortunate, but let's face it. The random roll on, on the treasure is always terrible. Anyway, we're going to do the, the Luxstone, which, of course, you will not find if you're trying to look up Luxstone, of course, because that would be too easy. James, how do you find this? Thing? I have no idea because I was it just about a, to look for Luxstone. I know it's just like the clubhouse's real name is the House of Clubs, the Luxstone's actual name. Is Stone of Good Luck. Oh, there you go. It is page one twenty four of the DMG. Stone of Good Luck. That's how you 
that's how you find it. Wow, twenty-five thousand dollar gold piece value? Let's see. Let's see. That's what we should do. We should judge whether or not the market price is is worth it. Right. That's 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 enormous. I mean, I could build a can't I I can I can build a lab, a wizard's lab. Right. For a hell of a lot less. Right. It was like a thousand gold pieces or something yeah, to build a wizard. Yeah, it's lab. way less than that. Agreed. So you, so basically, you go into the pawn shop. You're at the market. And you see someone selling a bunch of stuff, and one of them is a stone of good luck, and it has a little price tag there, and it says twenty-five thousand. Twenty-five k. The question is, are you buying? And I'm turning, I'm flipping, I'm turning. First edition. <laughs> I'm flipping, I'm turning. I have found myself on page one fifty-four, yep. and we have a Darlene picture at the bottom. That's a great Darlene picture. It's a wonderful Darlene picture. Are they? Are those? Or are they laughing? No, or they're in terror. They they're in terror. Oh. Ma- so what we're describing is the magic user is uh, concentrating on a sphere of annihilation, moving it towards some orcs, which is hilarious. That's something totally Dan would do. Oh, James, I have to admit, I thought that was just like a dark sun or something. So that's a sphere. I don't even know what a sphere of annihilation. It doesn't sound good. It's right. It it's right like there. It's right bar. next to it. It's right above it. Sphere of annihilation. It sounds like a great bar, doesn't it? Yes, that's right. A sphere of annihilation. That's oh, a drink. Well, that's, that's a drink. A sphere of annihilation. That's right. Goes right through you. Um, I. Um, we're not going to talk about that. No. But what I like. You got If you don't know what a sphere of annihilation is, that's that's like one of the most iconic magic items in all of D and D. I don't even know what the hand of Vecna is. I keep hearing about it with this whoever that celebrity guy is who was on that one TV show or whatever, right. and he stole it or something, and it was a big deal. And and I don't even know what the hand of Vecna is. The Spear so of Annihilation. Really... Okay, next we got to talk about it next time. But just short version. It's classically known in Tomb of Horrors, the por- the portal. I've never been through Tomb of Horrors. Okay, well then, uh, that's enough. We'll or run it. We're not going to say any more of that, but yes. I know there's something you're not supposed to walk into. Or there's a lot, there's, there's like everything, everything you're not supposed to walk into. That's everything. But anyway, this don't, is... Don't walk into the tomb at all. Right, just avoid the tomb. So this is a sphere of annihilation that he is concentrating and moving towards the orcs, which is why they're running in terror. That's all you need to know. Got it. And what I like about this is Darlene has drawn them appropriate. They are pig-faced. Right. That's how I know they're orcs, or else I wouldn't know they're orcs. We wouldn't know what they are. Right. Okay. So, but today we want to know if we're going to spend 25,000. Are you buying or selling? Are you going to buy a stone of good luck? That's selling for 25,000. That's not for buying. It's selling. That's right. You're certainly right. I I was thinking, like, you know, buy or sell is like just a phrase. Oh, I see. I see. No, but you're right. Are you buying? So, are, 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 are you. Are you gonna? Are you gonna buy it? So here it is. This magical stone is typically a bit of rough, polished agate or similar mineral. Its possessor gains plus one on all dice rolls involving factors such as saving. So that's a big one. Saving. So all saving throws get plus one. Correct. That's a big one. Slipping, dodging, etc. Whenever a dice, a die or dice are rolled to find whether the character has an adverse happening befalling. So it's only adverse. Would you do it to reaction rolls? I would. I would. Depends on. Yes, I would do it there. Okay, that's plus 5%. This luck does not affect hit and damage dice or spell failure dice. Additionally, the luck stone gives the possessor plus 
one plus or minus one to ten percent at owner's option on rolls for determination of magic items or division of treasure. We don't have to talk about that. The most favorable results will always be gained with a stone of good luck. Okay. I don't understand. Okay. Well, what do you want to talk about first? Because I'm going to definitely want to talk about this treasure division business. Well, the, uh, you know, going back to what I would allow the benefits to come on, I would allow for saving throws. I would allow for, uh, it says adverse reactions. So if someone was doing an ability check to climb or whatever, and the alternative would be falling, like climb walls, I would, I would, yeah. I would allow that. Um, you know, if you're doing a, if, if the charisma check would prevent the orc from attacking you. So yes, I would do reaction wall rolls. You know, if, if it was the difference between an adverse effect, if, if they were, if you're trying to get a gain on someone, like you're trying to save 10% on your price that I wouldn't do it with. But the idea is avoiding a bad fate. Okay. Yep. And so this is one that interests me, though. Additionally, the Luxstone gives the possessor plus or minus 1% to 10% at owner's option on rolls for determination of magic items or division of treasure. Okay, help me out here. Are we going to have to go to the player's handbook discussion of division of magic treasure? Yeah, apparently. Where, where are we going? Well, you can go there. You can go to the DMG, which talks about that as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, if you want to go to the DMG, I can go to the player's handbook. Why? So this is actually happening people actually roll to divvy up treasure. I guess I usually it seemed to me people just talked about what it makes the most sense for particular characters to have. Well, the only thing the DMG says, if I remember correctly, is that the dividing of experience points is the purview of the dungeon master. The dividing of treasure is completely up to the players. Well, and that makes sense. Something to that version of it. So it's going to... And then I will confirm that. How treasure... So this is on page 685 of the DMG. How treasure is divided is actually in the realm of the player decisions. Experience points is strictly your prerogative. So at that point... um, You know, and then it obviously talks about... uh, You know, if... You keep a magic item versus selling it, what it is. But that's basically where it ends there as far as dividing of treasure. Now, wasn't there somewhere in the player's hand? I thought there was a talk about division of treasure in the player's hand. Yeah, it's in the back. It's all the way in the back. I thought it was. I was on successful adventures, but I was struggling. I think it's that picture where they're all kind of standing over the treasure, I thought. But maybe it's... Oh, okay. That would make sense. So just find that guy. Or flipping... And turning. This is so first edition. Yes, it is. Where is it? <laughs> Dude, hold on. You get that? <laughs> Why is, the... is there anyone online? There is. Hold on. Let's see if they can say anything. Yeah, so uh, Ragnar says what they would do is they would roll for the first thing, and basically that would be like the draft, and then you could trade. We never did that. So this is, so, so, so this is what's interesting, though, is if you're, if you're here, rolling... Here it is, page 122. I was right. It is the picture oh. of the people haggling over stuff. Oh, it's way back. Oh, 122? Yes. Oh, wow. Appendix 
five, appendix five. suggested it's, it has its own appendix. It does. So it's the very last one. Oh, I forgot the cheese. I need to eat some cheese. Okay. So what what I'm going to wonder is, do any of these have anything to do with, uh, you know, w w the luck stone is supposed to give you luck in actual game things. If is rolling. Yep. Keep going. If, if you roll, are these metagaming things? Not the, I mean, you, 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 the characters, the PCs don't have polyhedrals with them. I guess that's my point. But maybe we should read about how you. Divide yeah, but they have ways to. They have ways to draw lots. They've drawn lots since time immemorial. Okay, so what you think is that? Okay, well let's read. Okay, well we should read this, right? So you can have agreements, equal shares. Which is your favorite? Why we would? That's that's your favorite agreements. Simple division of the total number. Of character, well, that's for money. The problem is going to be well. We need to go to magical treasure, don't we? Okay, you shares by level, equal shares plus bonus. None of this. So none of this is random yet. Yep, keep going. Right, non character incapacity. <laughs> this looks very much like a contract. Okay, let's go to magical treasure. Well, I want you. I want you to redo this as a contract in in the first party and the second party, yeah. and you know. We should have proposed like forms. Oh, that probably would be. Do you think that there are? There probably are lawyers who are selling form con. Like, what do you want? I got form contracts. Mm -hmm. I got your equal share contract. I got your share by level contract. I got your equal shares plus bonus. I got ones with modify, right? And then you could pick. It's like legal Zoom right. of its time. Uh, okay. You know, non player contract, uh, relative of the non player contract, right. henchman versus hireling. I'm sure there's all a bunch of things. Oh yeah! Oh no! It's it's a long it's a it's a long process, James. If I eat some of this cheese, do you promise to tell me promptly if any of it is in my beard? Um, yes. I'm I'm, I'm eating the wedge. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So for those who are eating, so it, well, if you put it all in your mouth, I think you're successful and mm -hmm. you did that. So that's right. Yeah. Just I'm because you're between me and my nap, and it's eleven fifteen, the second yeah. to last paragraph under magical treasure says magic items thus parceled are then diced for the character with the highest roll selecting first and then the second highest scoring character choosing next it is suggested each character be given a number of roles equal to his or her level of experience the highest of these roles being the one retained non-player characters simply allowed a single role Magic items, the character with the highest role setting first, and then it is suggested each character be given a number of roles equal to his. So are you saying, and I'm fine with this, I like this, I like what you're saying, that of course these players are not actually, because the division has to happen in the, in the game itself, not just metagaming it. So what you're suggesting is that there is the equivalent of some random determination, instead of using dice, there's some random, whether it's cards, playing cards, what, right? Or, or I guess, or dice, right? Because we have like knuckle bones, right. don't we? So they That's have right. dice. There's all kinds okay. of things, correct. Oh, yeah, you're right. There are all kinds of dice. So there's surely six-sided dice. So those six-sided dice get kind of hard because you got to add five. The luck stone is 5%. Right. Oh, do I get plus one? You get plus one. No, I get 5%. No, I don't. Well, it I'm, says it, plus one or five percent. So, I w but I would say it's meant five percent. So you'd roll a d twenty and do it that way. Okay, so you'd say we're doing some sort of card based thing. So we're doing whatever sort of random thing, and then that bonus is how it would apply 
to the actual game yep. that we're playing. Okay. All right. Why? What? What I don't understand is what's the plus one to ten percent, plus or minus uh, one to ten well, percent. Well, I, at the I think what they're saying is that you could either give yourself a plus one or you could give other people a minus one. Oh, but what's the, okay, I, I see what you're saying Because that's what they, at the oh. owner's choice, that's the only thing that, well, not the only thing, that's what I've surmised out of it. Yeah, the, the Luxstone gives a possessor at owner's, oh, see, yeah, that's weird, isn't that weird? Yes. So you think, it's, you think it's like a stone of bad luck for other people, yeah. your bad luck is my good luck? Right, you could either make one minus or give yourself plus, because But what's the one to ten? I take fine. I take ten. Uh, what am I missing? Well, if you're doing percentages or you're rolling a single dice, I think that's that's up to the DM and how they're rolling it. It says no. It's but it says that owner's option. It's making it sound like I get to choose between one and ten percent. If if I'm getting ten percent luck or you're getting ten percent bad luck, isn't ten percent always going to be better? Right. One percent. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't understand why it's one or ten percent. I just focus on the plus or minus. But we're, all right. This may be. Uh, so this may be gibbering mouth or. Yeah. I, we just can't well, first reason. of all, we, I never had a luck stone or whatever it's called, stone of good luck. Because what do we normally do with our stones of good luck? I don't know. What do you do with your stones of good luck? We we give them to Saul, and Saul crushes them up. In the in, in puts in an identity. Identity needs luckstone. Well, it doesn't need it, but don't you? This is why you now you're really going to laugh. Go back to the identity scroll. This is why identity the spell is such a troll. So go back to identity. Yeah. Pay, Where are you at? I'm, get, I'm moving towards it. Where is identity? Identify. Page sixty six. Okay. Identify. Um, oh my gosh, I see Luxstone at the bottom. If a Luxstone is powdered and added to the infusion, probability increases. Yeah, that's 25,000 gold pieces. Right. Uh, who, that's insanity. <laughs> that's why this, that's why identify is a troll thing. Who would do that? Who would take a magic item, grind it up, so, and drink it so that you get a plus four to save and 25%? Wow. Yeah, because 25, yeah. I guess in the, I, I guess to a long haul, it might actually maybe ultimately, with, with Division of Magic items, it might ultimately pay off the 25,000. Uh, I guess if you live, if you make your saving throw versus poison, it paid it off. So I guess it can pay it off. It's just, boy, that's a lot of money to pay. Um, I'm not... No, you're never, why would you ever take something that gives you plus one to saves, plus one to ability checks, gr so you can grind it up so you have a slightly better chance to find out what a magic item is? Oh, I agree with you. That, that, that's, number one, I'm not buying a luck stone. I'm finding it. Oh, and, and, and let me put it this way. If I find it, I'm selling it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not as a magic user going to grind it up to increase identify. Number one, I'm, I'm pissed off that my DM. What do you guys think of DMs 
to require you to use identify spell. I figured that was coming. And so that would be... I... No, God, exactly. please, no. Exactly. You got to use, you're, you're a druid. You got to use a club, right? You are a, you're the magic user. You need to use identify. Uh, That's right. Well, well Ragnar has some good ideas too with this. <laughs> so you could also use a percentage is for the termination of magic items. So you could do, you could potentially use it for when the DM, let's say, doesn't know what the magic item is. Let's say it's any potion. And you could roll, and the player could uh, say, oh, plus 10 or minus 10 to that. That's nice. I mean, that, that, I like that idea. Now, of course, you could have a DM who's going to be like, well, it says against adverse effects. And, and is knowing, does that prevent adverse effects? I mean, I guess it's possibly poison. Though a sippy of poison. A little sipsy is going to... you got to save anyway, or you, don't you? Or, or you could, you know, so let's say you had a DM who doesn't roll up treasure before the game and you, you defeat the things that have treasure type I, you could then roll it. And if the player can't react it, they would have a higher, potentially you could say they have a higher chance of finding magic items. You could do that. I mean, again, that's going toward getting a, a benefit as opposed to avoiding something adverse, right? The Luxstone seems to be well, it pushing it toward But it has both. It has preventing bad things personally, but when it comes to dividing treasure, it gives you a bonus. If that's the way you read. Well, it definitely does well, that's that. True. Well, that. No, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. For treasure. Well, for okay. For, that's true. For, for yeah, you'd have to extend it beyond that sentence to, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I mean, to me, it doesn't um, make any sense why it doesn't help you to hit. I, I can understand damage, but. At 25,000, and, 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 and I agree, you know, I mean, Ragnar's point is a good one, too. Particularly when you're talking about 25,000. Right. I mean, come on. That's a, that's a huge amount. I mean, let's make this thing a little better. So yeah, Lux. Uh, so let's face it, Lux stones are kind of cool if you find them. Don't buy them. But if you find it, I'm selling it. I don't know if I'm going to buy. It. I'm not helping my cause here to sell it for twenty five thousand because I'm telling no one to buy it. But I'm going to try to sell this thing. Heck, how much are you selling your Lux stone for? At least twenty five thousand. Don't just tell me. Don't, just tell, but tell me your lowest price. I won't tell the buyer. I swear. <laughs> Between us, how much would you sell that thing for? Well, it depends on the market. Twenty-five would be the absolute minimum. But you would not sell it for anything less than twenty-five. No. So let's say someone says, "I'll pay, I'll, I'll pay you." You find a Luxstone in Adventure, and so you go to the market, and someone says, "I'll give you ten grand for it." Because you can't always find someone to pay top dollar. Would you sell it for ten thousand gold pieces? No, God. Okay, you're holding out. God, please no. That's right. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. I may sell that thing for ten. I'm like the guy at eBay who puts stuff up there for ridiculous price and just waiting for someone to pay for it. Luxstone, twenty-five thousand. Right. Luxstone, two hundred fifty thousand. All right. So I think. So what have we learned? We've learned Shalala, not a great spell. Boo! Right? Boo! Thumbs down. Well, I mean, if you have no magic weapon, it's it's good. But dru well, that's druids are oh, that's druids are never going to take the club. So, right. so you don't right. That's the point. It's not a horrible spell if you've got a club and you run into some undead or whatever needs to be hit with a magical weapon. Good point. But to your other point, you got to have a club first. You got to have the oaken cudgel. Cudgel, well, and, and you have to be proficient in it because if you're not, you're getting minus four to hit. So, yeah. 
So you had to, right, you had to have decided I'm going to take club. So, yeah, I'm taking club. Yeah, okay, yeah, so this way it goes down. I'm taking club. Everyone's like, why are you taking club, dude? I'm just leave me alone. I'm taking club. Well, we're members of this party, too. And if you take crappy stuff, you hurt. Uh, and like, shut up. And right, everyone's fighting. I'm taking club. That's right. And then, and then I say, well, I'll, I'll, let me explain. I'm taking club, and I'm going to use it as a proficiency. Because if we run into some undead, we may need a magic weapon. And, and then I'm going to cast Shalalah. That's why I'm taking club instead of scimitar. Right. And, 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 and how does that, what do you guys think about that as my fellow party members? No, I'd rather you take fairy fire so I can get plus two to hit. And, right. and if I have a silver weapon, I, pit, I hit most of the undead that we should be getting. And if, if I'm getting, if, if the DM has put a white in a first level module, what should happen to that DM? The DM should be punched in the nose. Exactly. Clearly. That's what should happen. And, 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 and then I find a luck stone, and no one will buy this piece of junk for the 25000 And my DM is only is reading it by the book. I only get it for treasure division and for avoiding adverse effects, right. and it's not very useful. No, even worse. I spent 25,000 gold pieces on this thing, <laughs> and this is bad. Or, and, and I'm curious if, if at Saul's Identity Shop, they have, like, different packages. Like, you get the base package, one, you know, 500 gold pieces, uses the pearl. And then, like, you know, at the restaurant, they have, they have that one bottle of Dom Perignon that's on, the, that's on the wine list, and it's, like, you know, $500. Like, who buys that thing? Does he have a Luxstone on the list of services? Super yeah. identity, 30,000 gold pieces. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Then, I mean, maybe he has money to burn. Yeah, that's right. And then someone comes maybe. in and goes, yeah, I, I don't have time to sit here and wait for you to, to cast multiple identities. I want to get this thing over with. I need to know. I, I found this sword, this woman. I was at this lake, and this woman's arm rose up, and it had a sword or something like that, right? And I grabbed it. Right. I really need to know, like, am I king or something like that, right? Or I pulled this out of some stone. No one wants to recognize me as king, and you, so you really need to know. So I guess that's right. You could be. I'd like the. I, I would like the the Luxstone package. All right, let me get it. I need payment up front, of course. Oh, all right, I like that idea. I like that idea. So, but yeah, those, that's that. They, 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 they stink. Those two items stink. Yeah, they're not very good. I'm, now, if they were cumulative, then that would be good. Like, if I could have five luck stones, yeah. and I could get plus... It doesn't say it's not, but if I had a cool DM, and it wasn't... This campaign sucks. And, and where I could have five of them, and I could get plus five to saves, well, then that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. You got, like, ba bag of luck stones? Right. Necklace of luck stones. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like yeah, like you wear it on, the druid. You wear it on your head or something, right? Yeah, like a little luckstone crown. Yeah, you get plus five All to right. that and plus five dexterity or whatever. So there you go. Well, with that, we can roll a d10 because we are we're we're done with the show. I gotta roll it. You mean this is like forever? Well, so so this is it's got to be green. Yes, it has to be green because mine are pink. Here we go. See if we got the luck of the Irish. Let's see. You have do you have a luckstone? Uh, it looks like I do. It's an eight. Eight. That's good. Th yeah, that's, that's surprising. The 
Carlos maybe my, and Rob. Maybe my subdued uh, post sleepy mm-hmm. time actually works better because it's. Uh, you should drink more often. Sh- this is. It, it, you're, you're like you're like dangly or, or you're like tipsy thieving. Yeah. You're normal. You're better drinking. Yeah. Please drink. Maybe I'm too nervous, you know, doing the normal thing. So I need to drink. You know, I'm like your typical it, performer. I got to start drinking before. So great. This is so causing alcoholism. So I heard advice given once for people who are studying for the bar exam, mm-hmm. and the person said, if you are addicted to cocaine, now is not the time to quit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sort of, you know, sort of right. what I think you're saying, right? So, you know, so sometimes people, you know, the, the normal is better for them. Exactly. Well, that's very good. Very good. Like I said, we, uh, we'll be on in two weeks. There was some confusion because we were on last week. That was a special live play for the Grog Talk Adventures. So we will not be on for two... We're back to our normal every two weeks uh, schedule, uh, which will be episode 79, which we're going to have to talk people about. People are angry that there was, yeah, there was too much. No, people are thrilled. They want, oh, okay. they want us every Saturday. Dan, they would want us to be on every Saturday if they had a choice. That's how much our Thank fans you. appreciate us. And real quickly... I'd just like to mention that what you do on this, because it took me a while to figure out on the back of the uh, the Lucky Charms, is it's a it's a stand mm-hmm. for get your magic charms, like free charm milk and stuff. And what it is is there's a little thing you cut out where it's the leprechaun line stands here, mm-hmm. and he comes up to the stand. You pull it up, and he steps on the lo- the, ho- the trap door, oh. and he falls through. And you capture, you capture. See, there's a little trap door. I got gotcha. you. And he. Does- Right, and you cut out the stand, and, and that's so I'm going to do that later, and that's how you capture leprechauns. That's, so I don't know what that whoever built that box hates their hates parents. Why would you do that to people? Yeah, you're like, where's the leprechaun? I've been it's been like three days. Where's the leprechaun? The kids they're going to want to tear that up, up with the cereal still in it, so that's cereal everywhere. Right. They're not going to wait till you don't have the box anymore. You just get the bag, and, right? Right. It's all bad. And then you got, you got like the clip. You need a clip on it or yeah. something. And, or they don't put a clip, and then it falls out of the closet, and it's cereal everywhere. Then no, but they do it because the kids look on the back and like, oh, mommy, mommy, we can capture leprechauns. Look, it's a leprechaun trap. You do that, and you know, and then you got to do it, right? And look, it even says on the front because they're really trying to trick you. They, you know, leprechaun trap on the back. Who wouldn't want a leprechaun? I'm gonna do it. You know? Well, first of all. Is that really appropriate in 2021? This is coming from the guy who did that Mad Lib, which I don't approve of. Why? Why don't you approve of that? I thought that was... You disapprove of this? You disapprove of the Lucky Charms I'm not disapproving or approving anything. I'm just saying many people have said that that may not be appropriate in 2021. We, A leprechaun trap? We, we are calling the... Mr. Mr. Mrs. Potato Head, the Potato Head people now. We're not allowed to... Okay, look, it says get your magic charms. It doesn't say, like, Guinness. It's not like booze. It's not of a bunch of offensive things at the stand, like you would probably do if you were doing this, working for for General Mills. It's it's endearing things, like like free samples for leprechauns. Um, You are so... Magic power, bring things to life. Magic power... Flight. There's a bunch of spells. Look at this. Um, magic power. Go really fast. No. Oh, and it's funny too. You know what's funny about this, James? Is look. It's got a sign. It says "Not right. a trap." Right. That's funny, right? Because they're gonna think it's not a trap. Because says they're leprechauns are like exceptionally intelligent. I don't know how this is gonna work. Well, so you're you're getting close to what the problem is. 
it's not the the fact that I, I have to explain this, uh, you know, and, and apparently you, in a previous life, you were very sensitive to HR, but apparently you're human-centric, your human privilege is coming through here. You're, talk, you're talking about the guy who didn't, you know what phrase, I didn't even know what it meant? Where are you laying the pipe? Yeah, I have no idea. It's like he—he—he—he's placing his—he's placing. I would never would have given him a pipe if I'd known about that. He was putting the pipe down to the smoke or whatever, and I needed to know where it was because I was concerned it would be blowed blow off the uh, off of the oh, lead. This is getting better. Keep going. <laughs> so yeah, so no, I don't understand. I'm 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 not. What is the James. purpose of this thing? The thing is you're holding. to is to sell cereal and have that, kids that have lots. Very of true, but. What are we teaching humans to do? What what are the purpose of leprechauns? We're going to, we want to have a fun playmate. We want to hang and out how with we, them. And how are we acquiring these fun we're, playmates? So what you're saying is you're we're, we're we're tramping them and and we're holding them against their will. Correct. Did we invite them? Did we want to share in their culture? No. Set no. up this trap and indenture them to play tricks for us. Oh, I you don't see that think. as a problem. Here wow, we go again. You... The human privilege kicks in, and for our amusement, we're going to trap. We're teaching our young children to look at leprechauns as less than us. Yeah, and we're trapping them. We're not inviting them to a party. At least in You're the right. DMG, we're bring, yeah. we have wine. We're getting them drunk, which is still not a great thing. But they are partaking in it willfully. Right, a quid pro quo. This is literally ensnaring, entrapping. Wow, James, I hadn't, I got, I had not thought of it that way. Wow, I'm really sorry. Well, it's systemic humanism. That's the pro- systemic. Yeah, you're right. You can't deal with it. You're so blinded you know, by it. Yeah, and I'm awful neutral. It really surprises me. Wait, can we, can we still, can we still roll for like summoning demons still, <laughs> or is that out too? Well. But the people who are summoning demons, they're evil. They're, mm-hmm. they're not doing it are because people, they're not. Are people, are people evil or do people just engage in evil actions? Now I'm confused. Well, this is something you can think about for the next time. But, however, we were talking about in the real world, we have humans trying to ensnare and enslave leprechauns for their pleasure. But leprechauns, they don't have any rights, do they? So, Oh, because they're not humans? They don't have any rights? Oh, I guess I didn't think about that. I don't want to play D and D. I don't like this. this I, don't, I don't like this game anymore. I'm not. I'm not sure yet. But you know what I think about about this game? This campaign sucks. That's that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, so unfortunately, now you need to. I, I assume you and your wife are going to write a strong letter to General Mills, and informing him that your daughter was shocked and offended. Uh, by this, and she's in counseling now, even though she's right of age, twenty something. She can legally drink Guinness. <laughs> Probably doing it now. She Sorry. came home and see, saw that I had this horrific play play. Uh, you know, some sport. I mean, it's like hunting foxes. Basically, is what you're doing here. We don't. Right. It's barbarous. So I appreciate. Yeah, I agree with you, James. I'll try to keep you in the straight and narrow, Dan. It's the least I can do. Apparently, leprechauns are just here for your... They're just playthings to you. And uh, But 
Well, I am with the leprechaun, so obviously this is why you're so angry. I'm with the leprechaun that you've entrapped. Basically, you've entrapped me. Yes. That's why it's coming through with such rage. You 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 went right through it. I can't believe you're so stupid. James, you really are semi-intelligent. You fell for not a trap. Right. That's why you're so angry. Hey, I think we should do a podcast. Okay, that sounds great. The angry leprechaun. I am. I am. Well, I'm angry. That's what I should have. When we said let's do a podcast, I should have said. Oh God! No, Scott, please, no. That's what I said first. That's true. <laughs> no, if I remember correctly, you said, "Oh, I've done podcasts before. I'm really good at it." <laughs> I'm not sure I said it exactly that way. It was close. You're like, oh, I'm I'm very proficient. I'm very skilled, and we should have done it that way. That would have been great. You just reading from the from the dungeon master's yeah. guide. I'm sure that would have been compelling. Yeah. People do that, it get, and it gets like ten thousand. Let me tell you something, Jay. You're right. People reading, they get a lot more listeners than we do. I agree. That's they get like ten thousand listeners yeah. in like a day. They do get ten thousand. I don't. I don't know. And I thought the kitten video was going to work, and it didn't. You need to take that thing down. I was wrong. I thought watch a kitten play D and D rolls a zero zero exclamation point would could get we'd get the kitten crowd. Uh, and I posted it on Reddit. I posted it everywhere, and we got nothing. So did a great job, crickets. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. So uh, with that, I think we've beaten this the St. Patrick's Day to death. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna turn it turn it back. Let you guys have your day back. So for Grog Talk, I'm James. I, oh, James. No, you're not. Start it again. Rewind. What, what did I Grog say? Talk. You're. Oh, that's right. Um. <laughs> what, what? I don't even remember my flipsy tipsy. Dangly. Dangly. That's Dangly. right. <laughs> Dangly. Just do it again. You can edit it later. I know. All right. I, and this is the end of Grog Talk. I'm Dangly. And I'm Tipsy. And we'll see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.